everybody. Welcome back to CORE. This is episode 205 of CORE for Wednesday, January 8th, 2020. It is our first episode back in the year of 2020. We took uh, time off kind of accidentally because there were two Wednesdays in a row that were like worldwide holidays. And uh, that's the day we record. And by gum, we just didn't do another day. So <laughs> that's the, the way it was. We took some time off. We hope you guys did too. Got some video games played, got some work done or some relaxing done. Don't do work. Take the time off. That's what I'm saying. But we're back. 2020's in full uh, uh, scream. Uh, what's it called? Full swing. Full scream. I think yep. you got it. I think full you nailed scream. it right out of the gate. Maybe yep. maybe Kim's right. Diet Dr. Pepper makes me uh, think funny after I drink it. Maybe there's something in there. It's that PhD. <laughs> goes right to your head. I don't know what's in there. There's something in there, though. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> we're glad to be back. And um, uh, good timing because Bo just got over a nasty, nasty cold. And uh, I have yet, uh, so far this, this entire fall and winter, I've had nothing. And everyone else I know has been sick. My family, everyone close to me, my, all my friends, my internet pals. Everybody's had some kind of awful thing. But somehow I have uh, steered away from this thing. And I don't know why. But, uh, Bo, we're glad you're feeling better. How are you doing? Oh, there? thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Do you like that I brought it up and made a big deal out of it? And said, well, sure. I mean, it's I, we might not have had a show anyways last week, or at least I wouldn't have. That's a good point. Uh, I was for sure in a bad shape. So that's, that's a good I point. I guess thanks. I'm, I'm glad you're doing better. It's no fun to be sick during any holiday break, and hopefully nobody else gets sick from now on. Knock on wood. Uh, of course, John Jagger's here as well. Uh, we're here. I'm Scott, and we're doing it. We're making a show. All right, so there's a lot to talk about. Uh, later in the show when I talk specifically about the games I've been playing. Um, because a, a very, I don't know, it was an odd week for me. I kind of went into, about seven days ago, I went into my video game world a little bit lost because everything didn't sound good to me. It's kind of having one of those times where it was like, well, I may as well just get into this. Let's have yeah, one of those like, do it. I don't know what genre I want to play right now. Oh, that might be fun. Ugh, I don't really want to play that. Hey, there's some holiday sales. I'll pick something up I haven't played in a while or, you know, I thought I wanted for a long time and never got, and it's cheap now. Oh, I don't really want to play this either. Like, I kept having this back and forth. I think we probably all have had it where I just couldn't settle on something that I was interested in spending my time with. And uh, eventually, I got, uh, I saw a deal or a sale on Modern Warfare on the uh, Blizzard launcher the new Call of Duty Modern Warfare, kind of their reset of the series a little bit. And uh, had heard good things, and I used to love me some Call of Duty, so I thought, well, all right, you know, it's on sale. This is probably fine. Let's do this. And uh, I picked it up. And also I knew I was going to play with my kids because my my son and my uh, son-in-law are both super into it and uh, play all the time. So I thought, well, that's a good excuse to be hanging out with those guys while they're not playing Overwatch. We can do this together. And uh, so I did that got it for that and played a little bit and I got my ass handed to me. It was terrible. Just getting beat everywhere. I'd lost all semblance of call of duty skills, I guess over time, or at least I thought I had, and it was looking pretty grim. Then comes news by way of just internet, uh, stuff that John Jagger over here had been playing pretty headlong into star Wars battlefront two, which famously launched with a bunch of uh, microtransaction nightmarish uh, systems that were in the game and they took a lot of heat for it and removed those things and then it was sort of sort of uh you know been tweaking at it since and um he was like oh yeah i'm having a lot of fun in there and i had a certain itch to scratch and i thought you know what 
maybe I'll do better over there. So let's get in there and see how this goes. And I did all right. I was like killing dudes and like, you know, saving the, the galaxy from the tyranny of the empire and stuff. And it was fun. And I thought, oh, I haven't played a good shooter in a while. It's fun to play a fun shooter again. And then John and I actually played some uh, the other night. And that was great. And I started to do even better in there. And all my kind of my muscle memories coming back. I'm like, yeah, dude, I remember shooters. Hell, I cut my teeth on Doom and Quake. What's, what's my problem? And um, anyway, played that a ton. And then I thought that same night, I hang up with John and I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, now that I'm kind of in the mood, in the mode to play, let's go back into Modern Warfare. Let's see how I hold up. Let's just see if there's any improvement. And if uh, I, I'm shocked to tell people, I got in there and freaking started rocking it. I started waxing dudes left and right. I started getting top three on the freaking kill list. Started winning games with my team. And um, very quickly got obsessed with that game. I really like Modern Warfare a lot. I think it is so polished and it looks so good. It looks like a next-gen game in an era where we're waiting for next-gen games. Um, they really outdid themselves visually, I think. Uh, but they remain. it remains very snappy, very quick, very fun to get into, get out of, get in, level up your stuff. The, pro uh, the progression is deep, but also quick. So you don't feel like you're waiting forever to grind something when you want to crack open a new weapon or get a new scope or something. Um, just feels really good. And I'm winning. Now here's the funny twist. Okay. Oh, this has, uh, this has other directions. I, I don't want to go to all the directions I, I was going to, I could tell you guys about this shooter problem. But but I'll but I'll touch on a couple of them. Here's the weird thing that happened after this. I'm in another game the other day, and our pal Garrett joins the game, just hops in. He's also playing on PC. But I notice, because this is true of the game, uh, in the corner, or when you start a game and it shows all your teammates, it sh it tells you, I guess both teams, it'll show you both teams, but it tells you what they're using interface-wise. Because this game is fully cross-platform playable. Everybody's playing from different platforms. So there are PlayStation people, Xbox people, and PC people all playing in the same games. And the game does try to put you in matches with a similar setup. So if there's, you'll, if you're on mouse and keyboard, you'll notice that you'll, get, you'll be put into matches with a lot of mouse and keyboard people. Uh, but not all, necessarily. Um, and then sometimes if you're on controller, you'll notice you're in a more controller-heavy group. But not even always then. Like this morning I played a match or this afternoon I played a match where I had a controller. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I had mouse and, and keyboard and everyone else had controllers, which I thought I was going to do some real work. And that's a whole different story. It didn't go very well. But anyway. <laughs> didn't work out the way you had planned. Well, this is the weird thing. Uh, all the muscle memory I thought I was missing or forgetting or had lost for Call of Duty. Turns out it was in my hands in the shape of an Xbox controller. Because the minute I plugged my controller into my PC and said, well, let's try a couple of games like this, and it didn't matter if I was up against uh, keyboard and mouse people or other controller people or a combination of both, I started doing way better. Like, way better. And I couldn't believe it because I'm of the PC master race mentality of like, well, if you're doing shooters, you got to have a mouse and key. You know, that's just kind of what you do. You only play with a controller on a, on a, on a console with shooters. And it's adequate for what it is, but you only do that because it's a console and there's no keyboard and mouse available. And if there was, you'd sure use the keyboard and mouse. Like that's always been the attitude. But I think that might be a fallacy. I think we might be wrong about that. And I don't just mean for me. 
I mean like there are dudes who play on controllers who are on PC and are using controllers that are wasting people, like decimating people with that controller. And all the mouse and keyboard ain't going to help the opponent who's, you know, can't play up to his well, standards. Um, what, um, what, uh, what weapons do you typically use? I like an M14. Oh, no, sorry. An M4. I forgot. It's an it's a automatic rifle. M4 something. I don't know. I'm not a gun dude. But I have a pretty cool scope and like a fun little uh, handle unit underneath there and some kind of grip. I don't know. You unlock all these uh, these parts, and so you can like deck out your gun. The the more you level up that gun, the more you can deck it out. But you unlock other weapons too, and there's submachine guns, rifles, shotguns, single shotguns. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, just if <clears throat> what kind of precision requirements are on on that? Because I would say you're probably fine. Like if just in a vacuum, if you're running around doing cl- close quarter combat, like using knives and, and shotguns, you probably don't need a lot of precision aiming. So you don't need mouse and keyboard. No, it's really. a good, it's a good point. But also there are, there are guys who are totally controller based who are, you know, doing a lot of precise aiming and just whipping my ass. So I, there's a little bit of that, but there is something to be said for where the, the game, the feeling of that game was burned into me using a controller. So when I picked up the controller and I went, oh, right, right. That's how this all feels, right? You're just, there's a feel to it. Not that the keyboard and mouse controls are bad or anything, but that's, that was a weird revelation. So that was yesterday. Today, I'm like, I'm going back to mouse and keyboard just to kind of play around to see what happens. And I also did really well. So I think what's happening is I'm just getting better at a thing the more you play it. Hey guys, big shocker for you. If you play a video game a whole bunch, you get better at it, it turns out. I know. You think you also uh, perhaps I, I don't know how many games you've played, and I, if matchmaking is an, is a thing, it's like definitely it's entirely, a thing. It's, it's def- entirely possible if you're skilled a little, ranked a little higher, and you come into a game, and then it bumps you to a comfortable level, and you do better, kind of deal. I don't I, know. If that's- I think that that's possible here because they have they they claim they're doing a lot better on the matchmaking front. Back in the day, it used to be it didn't matter. They just put everybody with everybody, and then. If you were really good, you just run around and kill people and get, you know, 20, 20 kill streaks and things like that in a row. And those people are mad now because they can't just go, you know. Well, it's a controversial issue for <clears throat> that I've read for streamers because they'll go to ranked, but then to do entertainment streams, they like to go pwn noobs. That's mm-hmm. like a form of content. Yeah. But, but if you're a good video game service, you're trying to not make those scenarios happen. Right. But we love in video games when we can pwn noobs. That's like... I don't <laughs> that, that's like that's a form of entertainment and I, I get that it comes at someone's expense but that's as old as like online games itself is like trying to find suckers and giving them a really bad day because they understand the game not as good as you do yeah and I think a lot of people like to make that kind of content and on streams too anyways all I'm saying is probably working good in your case you're an example of yeah the game feels comfortable if that's even an issue it might just be it that may not better. be yeah I don't know now, God I, think, I, I don't I, know I think it's a combination I, of things I think I am getting the ropes back and I think the matchmaking is a lot better and in, in other words I'm not putting in matches where there's just no hope um like it used to be it used to be you'd just be thrown into a place where who you know whoever was king was king and that was it and you were just kind of beholden to their domination. It's not doesn't feel that way anymore. Um, I am getting in games really fast. Uh, you don't wait for anybody. In the daytime, it's mostly console people. At night, it's a, a mix about half and half of PC and com- console people, which I just think is interesting. 
Um, I guess the PC people are at work. I don't, I don't know what they're doing. They're using their PCs for work. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you know what I would say, by the way? So I'm glad you brought that up. This is what I would say to those streamer people. I like streamers. I like watching them do good. I like seeing a skilled player, right? I like that. But I would say to them what they always say to all the plebs, which is, get good then. If you don't think you're good enough in the matching system, maybe get better so that you're so good it doesn't matter where they put you, just dominate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe do that. Mm-hmm. Sure. All right. Anyway, that's just yeah, a. I support that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I like. I guess what I'm saying is my overall attitude on that would be. I hate the the video game business in some ways, not always. I don't want to blanket this, but in some ways has been curbed by what streamers do and therefore what developers want influencers to say uh and it's a kind of across the board there are entire games that were made clearly just so a streamer can have a laugh out loud good time and that will sell their game when otherwise they may have had vision for a very different kind of game that maybe doesn't stream as well but may have been a better game do you know what i'm saying uh I'm not, I'm not limiting it to shooters and things, but, you know, like the mainstream stuff. But, you know, even smaller sort of indie type games, they, you know, it's, that's the marketplace. And it kind of annoys me. And I, I think trying to cater to streamers is the same ultimate end game fallacy of trying to build a esports phenomena from the from out of the gate. You know, right. I think I think, yes, you can make a game that streams really well. But I feel like you are just as likely to fall on your face as you are to kind of catch that. Because the one you see the most is the the memeable games. You know, the things where people are just going to do it for the lulls and it's going to be funny and it's going to show really well, even if the game itself is not that fun. Uh, I know one that you played, Scott, that you felt this way on was that game, I Am Bread. Oh, yeah, (laughs) which you absolutely I remember watching you play and you hated it and you were like, they just made this game because it would be funny (laughs) and because it would, you know, stream really well. And that's what it exists for. And I think that if you're going to go that route, yeah, you might catch fire and you might make something really special, but you might also just fizzle right out of the gate. Yeah. And I think the same thing happens when somebody comes out and says, oh, we're going to make a game that's based around esports and it's all going to be esports and check out all the plans we have for esports. And then they put the game out and everybody goes, we don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and they've put all this infrastructure for a thing that's not going to get any attention. Yeah, it's a bit like saying my next YouTube video will be a viral one. You know, it's a little like that and trying to force it. And I get it. So you're right. It's a little bit self-correcting in its own way but this idea that the big name streamers who draw millions of eyeballs a day you know them complaining to infinity ward slash activision that hey i don't like your new matchmaking it means i can't just own people that wouldn't that would annoy me because that has real power right it has buying power like they could say, I don't know who would do it. I'll just say, I, I don't know who. Let's make up a streamer. Let's say there's a streamer named uh, Philbert Von Kickyourass.com. Yep. That's the guy. His <laughs> <laughs> username actually has .com in it. Yeah, he's got .com in it. Okay. Uh, probably 69 in there somewhere. Anyway, he's he's really good. Phil, this Philbert guy, dude, he can just he can just rock your socks off. And the problem is Filbert's now having to queue into a game where he's being matched against like-minded players that are as good as he is. 
And now he says to his people, I want, I want all you minions to boycott this thing until they turn it back the way it was. Like that kind of stuff is not, I don't, it's bad for the business. It's bad for the industry. It's bad for gaming culture. And people yeah, do it. But I, do I think that. I don't think they're asking for it for the ranked modes. Like I think, on I think the closest equivalent we have is Kyle Kyle Ferguson, who's part of ITN Cast, who has mm-hmm. a streaming channel dedicated to heroes. Yeah, we have to get back to it, but we used to come play with us on Wednesdays, and Wednesdays was our version of pounding on noobs, at least for him, because we were five stacking a quick match. Yeah. So he'll play in fair matches, most honorable player ever. Like, but you know, we'll go in and try these weird, cheesy strategies, and you know, give the other team a bad day because we've been playing together for two years. Some of us are have high MMRs, so the matchmaking's wonky in the quick match mode, and then we have a good time because we're pounding on a less coordinated team. Sure, and and that is not in a perfect world. That's not in the spirit of someone's game experience. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, but it's fun, and then we can stream it. We know we did the laser light show. We did the cheesy thing where we rushed the core, stuff like that. <laughs> like that kind of stuff. And Kyle, we are not using it for this purpose. But I think that if you're streaming Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, your high competitive matches, and then you want to go have a bit of fun by pounding on noobs, and you can't, mm. and you're someone who's immature about it, it was like this game sucks because I can't pound on noobs on my Thursday stream. And, you know, I think that's more the issue. I think it's more the issue for the quick match stuff. I don't think game developers should cater to this at all. I don't, I don't think that's the right takeaway. Yeah. But it is something that's come up before. You and know, may, if we maybe like, they don't, if, and I just think they do. Maybe they don't if cater somehow quick match and heroes got perfect and we couldn't have fun because we lost all yeah. the time when we played, we'd probably be like, well, this sucks. Yeah. But um, but that's probably overall better for the game, I suppose. At sure. least the, the quick match version of these competitive games. Yeah, I liked that we didn't win every match with, with uh, Kyle. Because if we did... We didn't win every match, and Kristen, but like we win a lot of them. We matches. won a lot of matches. But if we'd have won every single match, it would have been like, well, all right, what are we, what are we sort of even doing here? Like you need some challenge, and the reason we would lose is because he would the, his MMR would get us matched with like a couple of ringers most of the time. There was a bit of that, but there's also a bit of we'd pick trolly weird thing. Like we weren't also trying our hardest to pick like you know what I mean. Like yeah. we, there was some weird stuff we've been doing, and we'd lose, and it'd be fine. I don't yeah. know. I feel like we won way more than we lost. We you're you're probably that. right. Entertaining streams also nobody wants to watch somebody lose all night. Like that's not a thing anyone cares to see. Well, you say that, but like it does, I think it just depends on what you're, what you're bringing to market. I think a lot of people bring to market that I'm a great player. And so the reason you're watching me is because I offer that value to you. So when you don't provide that, you're failing. Mm -hmm. You can also be the kind of person that's just like, I'm going to play this game badly and behave like a fool. And it's got nothing, you know, like that. And so when you lose games, no one's like shocked. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Part of your I shake. think there's also some merit in watching somebody get better. Like uh, personality, well, I think, too. always drives the stream. And I think if you've got the personality for it and you get out there and you go, hey, you know what? I want to try this game. And you get in there and you're just getting wrecked left and right. But then you start doing a little bit better and you've got an audience that's following that story with you. They'll be right there with you when you start to get good. Um, that's certainly how it was with me playing Battlefront 2. Like when I first started trying it and people were like, yeah, it's really good. Give it a go. I was spawning and just dying instantly. I'd spawn and turn around and Darth Maul would just be standing behind me and cut (laughs) me in half. And like that was just my gameplay experience was just to die, 
sometimes I'd get to throw a grenade and it hurt somebody. And I was like, I did it. I helped. Mm -hmm. uh, but most of the time it was bad. And then all of a sudden I just went on a run and I took down seven or eight people by myself without them getting me down. Oh. And I was like, I felt like I was the freaking Terminator. Like that's not the most amazing thing that ever happened in the history of that game. But in the context of where I began to where I was at that moment, that was huge. And the first thought I had after I did it was why wasn't I streaming this? Why wasn't I sharing this? This was, this is a cool moment. I wish, I wish I could have shared that rather than just have it be something that's in my head. Yeah. I mean, that is where we're at, right? Like I've had that same thing happen. There was a, <clears throat> the Call of Duty match the other night where somebody had called down a, uh, a supply crate. Uh, it was one of the perks that they had in this multiplayer match. And we were on the side of the map where nobody was, so we weren't getting shot at or anything. And this doofus I was rolling with, and I put this video up on Twitter, so some people may have seen it. But I this, saw it. I did see This that. guy I'm running with happened to run right under where the crate landed, right at the moment it dropped, and it killed him. And I think the character <laughs> in the game yelled an f word i think i'm not 100 how sure if that was what it was or just a death cry but this giant crate he just dooby doo and he was bad the whole game but he just went right under that thing munch and all i could think of was well that would have been fun on a stream like that would have been a killer moment that everybody yeah. would have clipped out and laughed at and shared around and whatever like that is the time we live in those are the things we're oh. into. I'll, I'll give you another good example I, I don't stream often, but one of the ones that I got the most viewers for uh, in the history of me streaming was when I was trying to do that mage tower in World of Warcraft, mm. that really challenging content. Right. And that was just attempt after attempt after attempt of me failing and just not doing good and just cursing and then getting in there and trying it again and then more cursing. And then after about an hour going, ah, screw it, I'm too mad to do this anymore and shutting down the stream. And eventually I beat it and I did it when I wasn't streaming. <laughs> and that was another bummer. Was, it was just like, all right, well, that was anticlimactic. Yeah. Uh, OK, I, I guess. Yeah. So those are the moments you got to you got to capture. You well, know, you got to capture the struggle. I can just tell you. Oh, I should and I, I should finish this sordid tale. So. Playing a lot of Modern Warfare, really loving it. I think they're this thing is back in top form. It's as best, it's as good as it's ever been in my opinion. It's that good. Uh, the, the also the what do you call it is really really good. The campaign it's very good. Anyway, um, I get to a point where I'm playing that and I went, didn't they put out a like a newish World of War II one that was like the first one since 08? When was that? I'm thinking, oh yeah, that's when Hammerhead did it. It was Call of Duty World War II. And it was uh, 2017 or 18, like it was holiday of 2018 or 17, I guess. Uh, it was the same holiday or the same year they came out with uh, uh, Battlefield 1, was it? Where they went World War 1 and then Call of Duty's like, well, we're doing World War 2 again. Anyway, I don't remember exactly, but I never saw it or played it. And lo and behold, somebody had given me a code for this thing and I didn't know it. So there it was in my Steam library already. So I installed, this is a couple days ago, I installed Call of Duty World War II. And now I'm playing that campaign. For What's wrong? What is this? What is what is the deal? This is all I've done for seven days is play shooters like they're growing out of style. And if you'd asked me a month ago, I had no desire for anything, to, any shooters. Nothing, none. You've... you've you found the thing that you were looking for gamer wise. Cause I'm with you there. I had my own experience. So 
Tell me about yours. What were you trying to? One, we'll, we'll get to that when games we played. But we're gonna. I want to stay here because things I still want to talk about. All right. But you found that itch that you were just like you didn't know. You know what I mean? You in your head, you at no point were you like, I definitely need to play Call of Duty. That's what I'm missing. You yeah, no the idea. last thing I would say, I think. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I don't think it's crazy that you got into that World War II game. I, it, they did a smart thing by going back to it, as waiting as long as they did, and then going back to it because I almost bought it during the Steam sale. I might actually have bought it. I need to double check. <laughs> uh, it was on the list of games I was going to buy, and I did a lot of like adding and removing of things. I don't think it made the cut, but it was on there for a time. Yeah. But I got really like nostalgic for it. There's something about because they made so many World War II games. Yeah. You know, I know what I know the guns by sight. You mm-hmm. know, I, I know how they shoot. I know how that's supposed to go. There's something about the way those battles play out. Like it feels kind of a little bit gross to talk about something that was real and violent and people died, but like at the same time we are talking about a video game and so to kind of dive into that there's something about that era where combat was just the a little bit more simple and simplified and just killing nazis really it it just it just felt good yeah Yeah, also there was an enemy that we can all agree was just really great to shoot yeah like there's a there's a villain in world war ii a real cut and dry yeah there's not a lot of ambiguity the the more the modern warfare stuff infinite warfare advanced warfare all those like weird semi-futury ones they did in in the interim those had you know antagonists you weren't so sure about you know or it was a little gray area or well if i kill him it means the death of thousands of children in the country that'll get bombed after that like there's all these like collateral damage things and i know that stuff existed in world war ii however it was just a more binary choice. Kill, right. it, kill it the might Nazis. Might as well be rebels versus the empire. Yes, like yes. it's just cut and dry. Yeah, and for some and reason I had a, a hankering for that for whatever yeah. reason. And maybe that's a cult. Maybe that's because there's stuff going on right now. We don't get into politics on the show, but you know, there's stuff going on right now. Some saber rattling happening with a with a country and and the United States and and um, Iran. And I think some of this may have brought some of that on for me like just this feeling of a i want to just get into a shooter and blow off some steam in a in a in a fake world with fake guns and just have some fun there and the other part of it was i wanted like the the world war ii thing is i kind of want to do it in a conflict that had a clear clear goal in mind you know in terms of the politics of it all and then part of it also uh got me thinking this week like when i, I asked this question on twitter of service members people who have uh, served in various conflicts wondering if uh the exceptional sound work in modern warfare and it is amazing they should win every if they don't win all you know all whatever video game awards they're up for or we're up for at the very least they should get all the sound engineering awards that are available to a game like that because my gosh that game features some of the best sound engineering sound design sound uh use of any game i've played in maybe a decade it's incredible and so real feeling to me when i got my headphones on and so surrounding me that i had to ask people hey if you're a former service person and you've done you know some overseas stuff and you've seen combat does this 
you know, create anxiety for you. When you play a game like this, does it fill you with, you know, feelings that are like, oh my gosh, you know, PTSD, whatever. I just wanted to know. And I had a whole handful of people come back and say, actually, you'd be surprised how little it does. Um, in fact, the more realistic, the more therapeutic it is because it isn't, we know we're in a video game and we know when we're playing Call of Duty that we're playing a video game and we're having fun and doesn't matter how realistic it is, it, that doesn't start the PTSD. What can start PTSD is being at a restaurant, this one guy told me, um, and somebody cracks open a can of Coke and the sound reminds him of the sound of, you know, uh, an incendiary grenade going off or something and he like ducks under the table and and goes for cover. Says those kinds of things, weirdly, like real world out in the public stuff is what gets them, but not playing a game where it's so, you know, intricately made to sound and look like the actual conflict. And that was really fascinating to me to learn that this week. Um, yeah. And it seemed to be echoed by most of the people who replied to me. So, I mean, it was a small sample of people. So I don't, I don't want to speak for everybody, but I thought that was interesting. So all of that stuff, I think, just kind of coalesced in my head. Um, and I'm feeling Star Warsy. So Battlefront 2 was, was, was scratching that itch pretty good because, you know, shooting the lasers and the in the freaking uh, walkers and you got this this stuff like it's the star wars everywhere you look there's star wars shit everywhere in that game and the, you know when you're in the mood for star wars more mandalorian than episode nine but you know what i mean you're just sure. you're in the mood for that sort of thing and also i also just want to put this out here and those developers who made that game know this darth maul is a scary piece of shit in that game <laughs> He is scary Darth as Maul shit. Sucks. Oh my gosh, dude. I hate him so much. All the other Every heroes are fine. Every time I turn around, there's Darth Maul. Yeah. There he is. Yeah. And all those other heroes, they're fine. Like, they're, oh, Yoda, careful, he'll do stuff. Or there's Count Dooku, uh, look out. Like, I mean, they're, they're, they're powerful. They have a lot of hit points. There's a reason you pay your coins and get them and all that. I get it. But when Darth Maul shows up, everyone's dead. You're all going to die. Everybody within 50... 500 yards of this place, you're all dying and he will live and he'll say horrible things under his breath as he does it. He's he's scary as hell in that game. Well, Ugh. the one I will say though, there was a Yoda the other night <laughs> that made me want to just tear something apart. Did he do it? <laughs> Is he running around? <laughs> what? <laughs> just just jumping all around and just he does this thing where he puts up his little hand and he blocks all the lasers and he just, he kept finding me. It felt like every time I spawned, there he was again. I go, well, I'm going to a different point. There he is again. Somehow he's gotten over there. He just was a little tricky Yoda, and it drove me crazy. Yeah, they definitely went for the, he's prequel Yoda in every way. Like, he's just a little spaz monkey. But, uh, Bo, you should play that because. Is that on Origin? Yes. Yeah. I own it because I bought the, I have the game from before. Or no, I got it on sale for like ten bucks or something. So I'm not currently doing the origin thing. So I'm, but I'm playing it. I think John, you are on there, right? You're subbing the thing. I actually canceled my origin thing, but it's still active. I think for a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I technically have it right now. But I did buy Battlefront too when it came out. So yeah, you already that game. It. That game won't go away. But I think I'll lose some of my skins. Yeah, I. Mm -hmm. uh, it got me thinking, hey, I should see what Battlefield 5 is like these days. And then I started thinking about all the other stuff. And then I'm like, well, I still haven't played that Jedi game. And I don't know, kind of got a little oh, origin Oh, you should play that, Scott. If you're feeling Star Wars, subscribe to the origin thing for a month. 
you'll have the game done long before then. Put it on easy because I know you don't like Dark Souls. If you if you play on easy, it's going to play a bit more like uh, Jedi Knight. Okay. And then just just play through that thing. It's good. All right. It's really really good. I'll get to it. But if you guys both you ended up in there, it could be fun. Three of us rolling around. Oh, Battle, to... Battlefront is only fifteen bucks right now. Oh really? That's not that's cheap. Battlefront two. It's yeah. Yeah. I mean I. I Hmm. And it is gorgeous. Like it will scratch that Star Wars itch because man, some of the set pieces in that are just incredible. Yeah, it's game. beautiful. It's really so that that's a game that got buried with uh, the, the negative press about the loot box issue. It did. Um, um, that concerned me because so, I thought, well, there's no going to be there's not going to be anybody in here, and it was packed. We're, there's never not people playing that. There's tons of people playing it. So that people was, are crazy about Star Wars. Yeah, if there's one thing you know we've learned. Over the past couple of years with the new movies getting released, yeah. people are insane. So you should hop in over there and check it out. I'll play. I, I, I would totally downloading Origin. I uninstalled Origin, but uh, let me install it and see what's going on. All right. are, you guys, are you guys free after the show? Oh, we could totally yeah, play I'd, some games. I'd yes. play some Battlefront. Yeah, let's tonight. do it. Let's oh, yeah. do it tonight. In fact, you know what? Streamers or people, streamers, viewers, you streamers. Can... <laughs> streamers. Hey, streamers, <laughs> check it out. Uh, you guys can stick around and we'll play uh, in front of you. <laughs> uh, maybe poorly, but uh, <laughs> we'll play. I think it'll be fun. That's funny. All right. Hey, that I've reminds been me. Oh, pretty good. Yeah, but John was killing it. He was good. I thought. I thought John was. Well, you were playing better than me. I'll say that. Um, but that, and not. I'm not saying the skills are one for one, but it did get me. I feel like I was when I went back to Modern Warfare. I just was in a better place. I just felt like I was all right. I've had some, some Star Wars, and so now I'm feeling good over here. And I started winning and doing better and not dying all the time. And and now I assume I'll go back to Battlefront and feel similarly nice. Also, I like third-person shooters, even though it's still sort of just pseudo first-person. But I like seeing my dude, and uh, Battlefront definitely scratches that itch too. So it's very cool to see your guy running around. Uh, that reminds me of something else, though. The Witcher is more popular now, and by that I mean The Witcher 3, is more popular now on Steam in particular, than it has been in its entire launch history, including when it was launched in 2015. Now, you might say, what's that about? Is that just the TV show? Eh, I think the TV show is part of it. I think it's more... Well, there's a few things going on. First, the game was on on sale on Steam for like 12 bucks over the holiday, and it was everything, all the content, Game of the Year edition. So I think that was part of it. I also think it's still one of the best-looking games on any platform, and in 2019, 2020... It is very easy to make The Witcher look insane on your rig. Um, it really holds up visually uh, from from then. It's also on uh, Switch, so people are getting it in a different way over there. The TV show certainly doesn't hurt. And I think there's just sudden new interest in The Witcher. Um, but there was something like, I can't remember what the numbers were, but it was some huge concurrent player number thing on Steam, but the, usually you refer those kind of numbers or you reserve those kind of numbers for things like Dota or, you know, uh, Counter-Strike or something else. And The Witcher was having like all this good time over the holiday. So so did anyone celebrate by playing The Witcher? <laughs> I I did. Did I you? It. All right. I, was one of, I was one of the many that got back into it. Um, I think for me, one of the big things that the TV series did, and I think probably what made a lot of people jump back in is the TV series is technically a prequel to all the Witcher games, all the Witcher books and all of that is a prequel to the games. Right. And 
if a lot of people have not played the witcher or the witcher 2 even and a lot of people's first experience was witcher 3 and you're dealing with a game that has two levels of lore you have book lore that existed before the games and then you have two entire games worth of content that existed before you're getting in and so you get in there and they're just throwing terms at you and here's this country and here's the the nilf guardians and here's what they're doing and you just get in there and you go uh-huh and the game's good and it allows you to kind of ignore it and, and work around it but having the show now i think has started to fill in some backstory that a lot of people didn't have and now they're going in and going hmm okay well now i actually kind of understand the basis of this conflict now or at least what kind of kicked it all off back in the day right and i think that uh, i think that certainly has helped the game it made me have a little different perspective on it i know bo would have been a good time for you to get you're always wanting to get back to that and finish it right yeah i still have it i keep it installed because i still have stuff to do uh I'm still in the middle of that game <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm never getting through it uh that being said while i enjoyed the show i didn't enjoy it that much <laughs> it, it, <laughs> like it was good and i don't want to sit here and criticize it but there's a lot of stuff I really was like not a fan of in the show. How about this? So this is my theory. Carter, you look, my daughter's here looking for something. What do you need? What are you doing? I don't have, oh, some cards here. Oh, I don't know. Down there. There's some. All right. Sorry. Family. <laughs> you can okay. just duck down <laughs> and get them. Uh, anyway, so um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, so here's, here's, my, here's my theory. Here's, okay. my, here's my theory. You're a fan of it if you are... If you miss Game of Thrones, but you were also a big Xena and big Hercules fan when those were on TV. Do you remember those shows? No, I didn't really watch them. I remember them. I, I was a Xena fan. There's a lot of Xena level <laughs> stuff going on in The Witcher, and I'm okay with it. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. To me, that's not a negative. I also like Xena, Warrior Princess. But there's definitely a... This it's is not, not a great show. It's not it's a, a great show. show. It's a fun show. Yes. Well said. That's a good way of putting it. I, I'll be honest with you. I thought the show spent way too much time on Yennefer. I didn't realize Yennefer was such a big, important character in that sense. Because like in the game, it's just like, you know, you hang out with her every now and then. But then you get back to doing Witcher stuff, which is what I like. <laughs> you know what I mean? But the show's like, let's learn all about the backstory of Yennefer. And I'm like, oh, God, when is this over? Yeah, Yennefer's uh, a big deal. Yeah. I, I just, I, I don't, yeah. There's stuff about it in like in that gold dragon. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, his lips didn't even move when he was talking. It was really <laughs> bad. Um, I, I was just, <laughs> and I know I'm supposed to forgive stuff like that, but I thought like the show, there's a lot of goodwill towards the Witcher and the Witcher lore. And I thought maybe folks are being a little too, in a world where they're going to tear apart Star Wars over nothing. They were being a little too a little <laughs> like, kind of the witcher. rose colored glasses or something with oh, Witcher. That's funny. So it didn't make me want to play it, but although I really enjoyed Henry Cavill, I think the part I like about Witcher is when it's CSI Witcher. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, when it's time to look for the monster, figure out how the story's going to go in an unexpected way, and then, you know, do the whole Witcher thing. The overarching like tale of the wild hunt and Siri, like that can go. I do not care about that stuff. I, 
it's it's the, the I'm a poor farmer and I've got a I've got a little a demon in my backyard and I can pay you twenty uh, crowns to help get rid of it. You, you just like, want a you just want a series of of side quests. Actually, what you want is the template yes. they use for Mandalorian applied to The Witcher. That's basically exactly. what you're asking for. Actually, yes, I, that's what I wanted as well. Yeah, I was a little sad to find out they were going to just follow the books, which. Sure, I guess is the right choice, but I'm with Bo. I wanted Monster of the Week. I wanted Witcher Investigations Incorporated, and yeah, that was, that was what uh, I wanted. I'm not. I'm. I'm with you. I am totally with you. However, I do think that this ended up appealing to a broader audience that aren't sure. gamer gamer dudes like us. Like my wife really likes the show, and she likes it for the Yennefer stuff, for the series storyline, for Henry Cavill and his giant pecs, like. Like it's, it's this one, this show felt like they were very careful while they were making it to say, all right, do we have enough, do we have enough dude and lady stuff here to, to appeal to the couples and to the, to the broader audience. And I think in some ways they did that in other ways they had to compromise to do it. But, um, one of my favorite outcomes of all of this is there are some very, some of them are very good, but some are really creepy Henry Cavill face mods that are in the game now. So you can go get them. I put one in our chat room. That one's a good you gotta, one. You got to have the cavil I mean, in your uh, in your game. Yeah. Now he did a really good job. Not all the time, but most of the time he would he would kind of affect that voice a little bit, and I loved yeah. that. Like, well, he's a huge fan of the games. He knows the voice he's going for. Right. Like he, what? by all accounts, he's a he's a huge Witcher fan, and uh, I thought he did a gr- I thought he did a great job. Yeah. I was he's, really pleased. He's that he's the fight though. Uh, the first fight with uh, what's her name in the town? Yeah, can't think of her name now. The lady, you the, know the one. I'm the one he was, about, the though. one he slept with the night before, and then, yeah, 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 that one. That fight was awesome. Yeah, that was one of the cooler fights I've seen. Well, him lot. taking down all those dudes, all those dudes was a really good fight. Like the sword play in it is very good. Um, yeah. which I'm, I'm actually going to argue the sword plays better in the show than it is in the game. <laughs> Because the sword play in Witcher 3 is not great. It's okay. Yeah. It's supposed to be good, but I'm not good. Yeah. And I think it's the game's fault, not mine. Yeah, I don't blame you. But anyway, if you want to see some creepy mods, uh, those are in there. Um, the only other thing I would say is I think people are hungry for some good fantasy. I think finding out that this has genre crossover appeal in gaming probably drove a lot of people to go, you know what? I never finished The Witcher. Maybe now's the time. And you know, a bunch of people got into it for the first time. I think it's great. I think it's a very cool thing that the Witcher's enjoying this kind of success. And man, is this good for somebody like CD Projekt Red, who, you know, takes forever between game releases and has another game, you know, next year coming out that's going to, you know, potentially change the world when it comes to cyberpunk. And who knows, maybe five years from that in 2025, everyone will be going, oh, you know what? I never did get back to that that game, that cyberpunk game that there's now a Netflix series based on, like this whole thing could repeat itself. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yep. Yep. You never know. But um, anyway, but when he started doing the Witcher voice in that first episode, I was worried at first, right? I was worried. And then I was thrilled because he kind of nailed it and kept the parts that I like about the guy who does the game and didn't ruin it. And I like that. Yeah. So Henry Cavill, thumbs up to you there, buddy. He also was in a, they did one of those promo interviews and the guy says, he's in the middle, he's some twerpy dude asking him questions. And it's always, you know, they get the posters behind them. You've seen those before, those like yeah. promo trip things. And the guy goes, okay, I've got to ask, Xbox or PlayStation? He goes, 
PC. Like, <laughs> he seemed so annoyed that he would not mention PC as an option that uh, it made me laugh. And I realized well, he's, he's, he's a, he's a yeah. PC guy. He, yeah, he yeah. almost he wasn't super. We almost never heard of this man because of World of Warcraft. Right. right. He was yeah. raiding the night he got the call. <laughs> I think it's great. And he's, by yeah. all accounts, like a super nice dude. So I'm all, I'm all about. Somebody I'm who, a big fan of him. They should put him in more stuff. He was also really great in that last Mission Impossible, where he uh, reloads his arms. That was he was great in that. I agree. He's also very good. Uh, he is good as Superman with the wrong script. They gave him the wrong script. They wrote him terribly. Those are not his faults. He didn't screw that up. He would have been a great Man of Steel. There's nothing wrong with Henry Cavill. I blame Hollywood for jacking that up. You dumbasses. Yeah. All right. I agree. I wish I could do it. A Witcher voice. You know where he walks in and goes, what? Yeah. I'm just looking for a place to be. I don't even know how he does it. Mm, <laughs> I don't know. There you go. I've You're good at it. it. You can do it. No, Bo just Wind. did it. You did it. Yeah, well, it wasn't bad. Yeah. Wind's howling. Let's, let's hear it. Let's get a clean do one. Do it again, Bo. Come on, Roach. Hmm. Wind's howling. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. You got it. But is there a line? Where's that speech from the I don't believe in degrees of evil. <laughs> Major evil, minor evil, middling evil. Oh, it's right. all evil. It's, all it's evil just uh, all if the I have Witcher to voices. <laughs> it's just bored Batman. Like, just do a bored Batman and you've got a Witcher voice. Uh, I have to choose between anything. I prefer not to choose. Yeah. Also, F bomb. Also, my wife, or my wife freaked out because she's sitting next to me. And I go, and he says, he's the first time he says anything to the horse. So it's the first episode, and he's walking past the horse, and he goes, come on, Roach. And I went, oh, like that, and slapped her in the leg. <laughs> she oh, goes, what is wrong with like you? I'm like, it's a, that's, a, that's his horse. I ride that horse every time I'm in the game. I whistle for him all the time. That's Roach. And she's looking at me like, yeah. I don't play the game, dude. What are you doing? There's a 20% chance he's on a roof and not on the ground. <laughs> Yeah, I want to see some horse shenanigans. That's the nod to the game I want. I want Roach in a weird spot. Yeah, I want Roach all jammed up between a house and a post and can't move, and I got to go whistle somewhere else for him. And yeah. yeah, Some open world jank in my TV show. But anyway, it's a lot of fun, and people should check it out. It's not great, but it's a good, you know, it's a dumb. Yeah, it has its very strong points, and it's worth watching, I would say. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. I liked it. Just If, you get, if you're getting... If you're getting bored because of all the freaking mage stuff, then you're not alone. Let's just say that. But I here's the larger the larger point, or or, or a larger point, I would like to at least point out. Uh, I'm not saying it's the first game to do this, but five years on, that game's relevant again in a major way. It's all you could argue it was never not relevant, but it's considered by many to be the greatest video game ever made, or certainly modern video game, and if not the first, if not the best one of. And uh, and I feel that way about it. I know a lot of other people do too. But are we finally getting to the place where video games don't age as badly as they used to? And by age, I mean um, not just concepts, stories, and things like that. But like the tech is getting to a point where we're kind of crescendoing. And it's, it is getting better. Things look better. There's always incremental changes. But they're not so drastic anymore. So if you go look at Witcher 1, you'll be going, ugh. You look at The Witcher 2 and you're like, hmm. I could see how that looked on an Xbox. And then you look at Witcher 3 and you go, my gosh, that's still five years later, which is a chunk of time, still looks amazing. Doesn't look like it's aged. Yeah, I, I think I think we're getting there for sure. I think the only thing that hasn't aged great about The Witcher is how it controls. 
mm. still think it, it controls kind of bad yeah but uh yeah. i think i think we're at a point where we reached a point where we stopped trying to chase just being quote unquote the most realistic with our graphics and we started adhering to an art style and as soon as we started just saying like well let's make an art style that looks really good we started creating content that will consistently age well yeah uh, or at least a lot better i agree i mean there are still times they put out a wow screenshot and i'm like oh my gosh we're gonna play that game yeah like that's that's crazy this game looks so good for this engine that's ridiculously old so yeah, art goes a long way and witcher 3 definitely skews in the let's not make something that looks the most realistic let's make something that has a cohesive look and feel to it i remember having a big argument with my brother-in-law back when wow came out and he was arguing that um everquest 2 was going to dominate and one of the reasons was in his mind was that they were going for a more realistic look to the characters in the world and you know the environments and I have to admit, I mean, at the time, it, it did look great. It was like, whoa, these guys seen these screenshots? Holy crap, EverQuest 2. It, it's starting to wonder if WoW going kind of weirdly cartoony and overly stylized, if that's a mistake. Turns out the opposite has been true, like the exact opposite. If you go look at those same EverQuest 2 screenshots from back then, they look like mannequins. They're terrible. Like, it's bad looking. You look at WoW screenshots from them, and it's still fine. And you look at them today and you're like, oh, they're even better. They've improved. But that stylization was the smart was the smart choice. And I think you're right. I think as an industry, everything's sort of gone that way. And um, I don't know. It feels good to me. I was, I was even in this Call of Duty game where they're doing actual performance capture of, of real people. I'm noticing more and more that these aren't photorealistic captures. These are stylized faces for more emotion and more emoting kind of captures that will age well they, they won't just look like stiff faces they'll look like that person's eyebrow probably moved a little higher than is humanly possible but it worked because it tapped into the emotion instead of me getting all caught up in how realistic it was like there's a i think that's happening kind of across the board like video games in general are all kind of gone that way and that is a good thing in my opinion why was i talking yeah. about that i don't remember why I don't know, but it was good. It was a good conversation. Because we just talk about stuff here. That's what we do yeah. on this show. Yeah. Uh, all right, so get your uh, get your Witcher on, everybody. I'm kind of in the mood to go poke in again. If I wasn't shooting things so much, I'd probably be in there right now. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed, but the uh, Uncharted movie lo- loses yet another director. Do we it's do good. we do we even need this now? Or are, are, are we to the point? Actually, to my other point, or do we even like if a game's good enough? Do we need a TV adaptation? Isn't the game good enough to be uh, better than what we could expect out of TV or movies? This is the question that I've been wondering: is you, you keep hearing talk about like, oh, they're going to do an Uncharted movie, or they're going to do a Mass Effect movie, or they're going to do you know any video game franchise? I feel like somebody comes out and goes, oh, we're going to do a movie about it, and I. I have gotten to a point where I've started to really wonder why, like why it's something we care about and not just because they've been traditionally so bad. Right. There've been a couple good ones, uh, not many. And even the good ones come with a lot of caveats. Like I'm a huge apologist for that original Mortal Kombat movie. I think it's good. I have a fun time every time I watch it, but it's also bad, mm. but I still kind of like it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Like it's on. I have a good time. And that song is extremely iconic. But right. uh, b- 
but what are we chasing exactly? Like, what is the thing? Is it like some legitimacy that we're hoping for? Like if it gets put in a movie, all of a sudden we'll feel better about this hobby that we have. Is it that we actually think it's going to look better and work better as a movie? Because I don't think that's true either. You know, if they if they made Mass Effect the movie, they would lose me right away because they'd show Commander Shepard, assuming it followed that story, and I'd go, that's not Commander Shepard. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, it kind of works for The Witcher, but 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 not entirely, right? Like, the video game is still a better place to go watch The Witcher, in my opinion. Um, sure. I mean, maybe not and, in one-hour increments in your bed. You know, I understand right. the value of that. Um, but yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Plus, you're, you made a Lady Shepherd, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. You always Probably make... You, Shep- John Shep- makes Shep- ladies. Lady. If you notice that? Bo, do you make ladies? I, I never make the ladies. Bo, uh, I frequently do make women. Why don't I make the ladies? It's not like I don't like ladies. You'd think I, I would. Know. I just don't do it. I never do. I don't know why. If I have the um, option, and I have no problem, like, give me a Tomb Raider game. All right, I'm Laura Croft for the next 27 hours. Sweet. Let's do this. She's awesome. Like, it's not a problem. It's just... When I'm given the option, Diablo, whatever, I always go, dude. <laughs> I don't. I'm not a hundred percent lady. I'm sounds wrong, but I I probably yeah, lean just, more lady, yeah, than man. But just like pick, you know, pick what you want at the time. It's fine. Like they they gave you a choice. I have seen what male shepherd looks and sounds like, and uh, looks and sounds wrong. So, <laughs> like lady, my. Lady Commander Shepard is canonical to me, and I will not hear otherwise. All right. Yeah, FemShep's pretty badass, I gotta say. Well, hold on. What if FemShep is what they put in the movie, John? Would you change your tune? Uh, Maybe, but I still have a really clear idea of what she looks like. Mm. Like, it's one thing with The Witcher because, you know, short of a haircut and whether he grows a beard or not, like, Geralt looks like Geralt. Like, you know whether or not Henry Cavill is looking like this character. Sure. It's not a complete created character. Um, so you know what they're chasing. If it's a character that you make from the get-go, though, where it can be literally anything, like, you have a very different idea. Um, and Mass Effect gets even more compli- complicated because Shepard's personality is also defined by you. Yeah. So the first time Shepard is a super, like, raging dick to somebody you're gonna be like hey that's not that's not what my shepherd did or you're gonna be like finally shepherd's acting like my shepherd like it's gonna it's gonna go against what you think so i don't know i just don't think video games are a good medium for movies well necessarily because video aren't video games just a fantasy of making an interactive movie i mean that's, yeah. that is what they're aiming for when i play uncharted i'm in it for Nathan Drake's adventures and the stories around his life, but also his tomb raiding and his adventuring and his whatever. And I am in a way I'm, I'm living through that story. And I'm also in some ways making choices that I would want him to make in that story. Not as much with him as as say something like mass effect, but you're right. Mass effect went, they went and said, all right, look, what if, what if all of the sort of these Paragon and what's the other thing? Renegade. Renegade, what if the yeah. Paragon and Renegade stuff helped you shape this personality? We here at Bioware, at least they used to, we we make games about shaping your own character, truly role-playing through this world. And so they give you a template, but really a lot of this is what you're adding to it. You can't do that with movies, but that's the big, that's the fantasy is that we could, right? And so why do we need to go 
it's almost like going backwards. It's almost like saying, well, we made your interactive movie. Now you just want to make one you have to sit and watch. Yeah. You know, I don't know. That's and a good I point. think I think there is a way to maybe tie to properties in a way that enhances it. I think Witcher is actually a good example and why we're seeing a part of why we're seeing Witcher 3 become, you know, so big all of a sudden is that, like I said, this is and granted, it's not the Witcher TV series is based on the books. It has nothing to do with the games, but it's giving people who play the games a little more context. And that's an additive property. You're not watching it and going, OK, tell me a story I'm already familiar with in a way that's probably just going to upset me. Yeah, I will say, remember, Bo, I think it was you some time ago that said, why is her name Yennefer and not Jennifer? Was it you that was complaining about that? Or was it I, don't, I don't know. Maybe that sounds like a you. Complex. It may have been me. <laughs> I don't remember. I think it's cool. Yennefer is a cool name. I kind of like it too. Um, so I don't think it was me either, but I don't know who it was. Somebody didn't like it in my circles. Anyway, um, I was going to, if it was, if it was you, I was going to tell you that my wife now, no, I understand it because it's an Eastern European thing. Like my brother's name is Jacob, but in Hungary, you don't say J that way. They, they call him Jakob. Oh, Jakob. Yeah. It's not Jacob. Like J's is Ya and Yennefer like makes complete sense to my brain. Gotcha. So it's probably not me. Well, it's definitely, um, I mean, the author's a <clears throat> Polish author and it makes sense yeah. that some yeah, of that would come I mean. from it's that. A, it's an Eastern European sort of deal. I think. Right. Am I It'd be called Jan. <laughs> My, mm-hmm. my wife now she's gonna be yep. embarrassed because she says why don't and they just call her jennifer why don't they why do they call her jennifer just call her jennifer i'm like honey it's scott, it's scott johnson <laughs> yeah you don't want that nobody wants to be called johnson i can promise you that anyway uh the point is what was the point there oh yeah why uncharted. don't we just call her jennifer i don't know they may as well just not make this uncharted movie just be done with it just yeah no one cares i don't think do anyone they, does anymore I want, I'm more interested in the future of the Uncharted IP than I am the movies. I don't care. It's just, for me, Uncharted is like, well, we have Indiana Jones. Like, we've got it. It's there. I actually watched Last Crusade, like, last week or something like that while I was sick. Oh, nice. Um, so, you know, it's in the same, like, do I need an Uncharted version of Indiana Jones? Unless it's really, 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 really good. I'm, I don't bother. I mean, it you is. did. You turns out you did want it, but they did it the other direction. Indiana Jones comes out. And the Uncharted people go, oh, we sure love that stuff. And we also like Tomb Raider. You know what would be cool? Let's make our own adventuring guy. His name will be Nathan Drake. And it'll be a video game version of Indiana Jones. And you'll run around and do Indiana Jones-like stuff. That's, yeah, and, and, it's already happened it's the happened. reverse way, right? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so why I think it we're, around? we're getting into a multiplicity copy of a copy of a copy thing. Yeah. Where, like, now if you make a movie about it, like, okay, you're technically making a movie about a character who was based on another movie and another video game character and that was based on another movie and that was based on a pulp uh fiction series and uh or pulp comic and uh like now we're just getting to the version of michael keaton that's just like she touched my peppy steve and it's just not gonna be great <laughs> oh deep cut i don't even remember that part of that movie but there it is well done yeah, if you need a backup indiana jones you've got national treasure in your Oh my god! And Tomb Raider movies. I don't know. Whew, National Treasure. I love hate. The, I, I I kind of love hate those movies. Yeah. Same. Yeah. It's they're not they're not good, but I like watching them. And that's it's one of all. the only movies that Sean Bean has survived. Yeah, he lived in that, didn't he? Yeah. That's true. Also, in the the second one, I forgot what it was called. Uh, National Treasure. 
the two. two, the treasuring or whatever. <laughs> treasuring. There's a there's a more treasure. There's scene, there's a scene in there with um I forgot his name, uh Ed Harris, uh who's in that one um where they show a newspaper and the guy a guy worked on the effects team and the effects department for that movie um was in the production and if you pause and zoom in on the newspaper you will see a reference and a link to my comic website because this guy had oh. to, he had to put something in there talking about that yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. it's just got this like drawing i did and it says myextralife.com and has some other little wordy thing there and he snuck it in as a little Easter egg. So that's my only, it's the only thing I like about the second movie because I think the second movie is the worst of all of them. But anyway, if you're ever watching it and you're in that office scene, just pause it when he's looking at the newspaper and there's just in a little corner there, you'll see a little reference there. It's pretty cool. Anyway, I don't know why I told everyone that. <laughs> I'm not really a name dropper type, but that's a cool thing. Oh, you know what else you can see? Sorry. In the, if you were, the original Avengers, if you pause it just right, downtown during the fight with the aliens there's a obey henry uh sticker on the side of the wall down there <laughs> see that's, that's the thing that i wish had taken off in a weird way where people thought it was like teasing something that was to come yeah They're like have you noticed there's a there's an obey henry sticker here like, what do you think <laughs> it was too fast it was too quick nobody noticed it so it never took off the what, only reason i know superheroes henry they're teasing they're teasing a, a new hero and it was a single frame like literally a one frame and that's it. So nobody caught it. In fact, no one would even know if I wasn't talking about it. And for a while I wasn't allowed to talk about it because he would get in trouble for screwing around in the, in the effects department, you know, putting stuff in there. He's not supposed to, but I'm sure he's well moved on from there. It's all fine now. And he's probably not still working on the Avengers. No, that movie came out. <laughs> no, I would think not. All right, we should talk about what we've been playing, or more about okay. what John and Bo have been playing, because they have things they've played. So, John, when you've not been in Battlefront Two, you've been back in Disco Elysium, which is a game I really want to try. Uh, so, what do you think of it? I'm giving it another go, and it turns out that I may have sabotaged my initial enjoyment of that game. Mm. So. There's a lot of things I didn't understand about that game when I first got into it. Uh, part of the problem is, is it was billed to me as, oh, it's like it's like really capturing that Dungeons and Dragons feel. And then I started playing it and I was like, this is nothing like Dungeons and Dragons at all, even remotely. It's not even close. Um, but the other thing is, is I tried a custom character when yeah. I got into it. Yeah. And what I didn't realize is that a ton of the dialogue in that game and interactions in that game is you talking to systems of your own body. Oh, like you will get, have conversations with your limbic system. You will have conversations with your ability to form rational thought. You will have conversations with your uh, irrational thoughts. You'll have conversations with your necktie. If you go down the right path with it, like there are aspects of your body that just communicate to you. Okay. And it turns out what I thought from a, I play role-playing games perspective, I'll make my own character. Uh, I ended up creating a character that was very abstract with how they viewed the world. And as a result, I was getting this trippy jargon filled weird ass world 
where again i was constantly talking to my necktie i was uh just everything i looked at like freaking out at my own reflection in the mirror to a degree where it was going to kill me i did die from turning on a light i don't know how much of this stuff carries over because i learned my <laughs> lessons uh but like i was in a weird place and so this more recent playthrough i played through as a character that uh was a bit more logical and a bit more knowledgeable so you're still dealing with a character who's suffering from amnesia but occasionally your deep memory kicks in and will remind you of details which fills in the world building you're a little more on the actual plane of existence so you're communicating like a normal human being a little more often and not quite as abstract as i was and I'm doing a lot better this playthrough. I'm having a lot more fun. I've made it a lot farther. Um, and I'm starting to actually see why that game's good. Right. So it has made me interested in playing through a second time with some of those more weird aspects active. I think what my problem was is when that was my initial introduction and that's what I assumed the game was designed to be like, I was just like, this is not for me. It was very distasteful to me. Uh, but I'm having a lot of fun with it and I'm starting to see why people actually really loved that game. Interesting. Yeah. I hearing you, des hearing you describe it. It's funny because everybody I've talked to who's played it with any degree, they all tell me a totally different story about that game. Like they, they've gone so many weird directions and really some of them were just based on a, a conversation the character had with somebody and they chose certain directions and then they were off in their own their own thing and it, it makes it sound like that game is so freaking unique but i also know it's a ton of reading and i'm not in the mood to read right now so i'm worried yeah. about that i don't want to read there, a lot. there is a lot of reading um even there are there is voice acting but even when there is voice acting on which is not all the time it's only when people are talking and for a lot of the characters you wish they wouldn't actually talk because <laughs> they're badly voice acted uh no there's just some real d-bags in this world that oh, i have never like the game gave me an option to point a gun at a kid oh geez and to me like when i role play i have a very hard time making bad choices i have never wanted to point a gun at a kid more than the kid that they put in this game <laughs> he is the worst he is he's drugged out he is uh, just yelling like racial and homophobic slurs. He is throwing rocks at a corpse. He talks about himself in the third person. He is the biggest piece of shit I have ever <laughs> encountered in my life. And I was like this. I, I hovered over the option and really just thought about it. And wow. then just said, no, I'm not gonna. But. See, that's what's this, interesting about this game to me is because it sounds like it really stretches what our expectations are for dialogue trees and RPG elements and skill checks and stuff like that. Like that, that's fascinating to me. I would want to maybe hold a gun to the kid too. I, when we say kid, what is he? He's not like six. We, we already kind of know where you guys stand on kids and order. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, we, we, I played figured, no part. We figured in that. this out in D and D. Yeah, you played no part. That <laughs> your it friend happened. killed a kid, and then you guys did. You weren't like, "Whoa, stop!" It or, happened <laughs> very quickly. I did. We didn't know that kid was in mortal peril. We thought maybe this was gonna just be a playful little row. Yeah. And the next thing we knew, me too. Holy fire had been called down, and you know, 
Yeah. yeah. That's what I thought too. The Things escalated. And the cobalt yeah. with us. I mean, the fact that, well, whatever. People should be listening to There Will Be Dungeons because things got weird last week. And uh, let's just say there's one less lizard person in the world as a result. Oh, no, no, no. no, no. Things, things ended on a, on a positive note. So oh, that's I right. I reassure everyone that's that right. things got weird. Yeah. Uh, but in the end of the day, cooler heads prevailed. So don't feel too, don't judge us too harshly. Don't, yeah. don't, dr- don't, don't trust a trash monkey named Squirts is what we're saying. Yeah. Don't do that. But what I am saying is that if it hadn't been this lizard kid and it had been this other kid named Kuno, uh, I, we would not have cast Spare the Dying on Kuno. How old is Kuno in the game? I don't know. You don't know? Is he? I mean, what do you think? Like 18, 17, 16? No, he's maybe, he's, he looks young ish. He's maybe 13, 14. And he's saying all that rotten stuff. Worst. He's on drugs. Yeah. And just bad. I'm sure there's going to be, I don't know. I'm early in the game. There's probably going to be some reveal that's going to make me feel bad for thinking ill of him because that's how it works. Like, well, he's a kid. He was raised probably with bad influences, and it's not his fault when they're 14. You're not yeah. supposed to shoot 14-year-olds, guys. I know. Yeah, you know. shouldn't. You're supposed shoot to be it. sympathetic even when they're despicable. I know. And look, I was I was that age, and I was probably awful at that age, too. Actually, not even probably. I know I was. Not yeah. that awful, but I know I was Yeah, awful, you weren't that so. brand of awful. I guarantee yeah, you that. I wasn't that bad, but certainly I don't think anybody looks back at their 13-year-old self and goes, that was the best me. And if you do, <laughs> you're probably a psycho. Yeah, you're probably lying or you're a psycho. But And I agree with all of that, but I like a game that tests your your standard. You know what I mean? Like I, I like a game that can put me in a position where I'm like, this is not a simple black and white choice like most video games are. This is like, oh my gosh, I really have to think about this choice and everybody i talk to makes it sound like that's what this game is so i'm intrigued by that i want yeah I, it's i want to know more. the only other thing i tell people is uh remember to save it is not very liberal with auto save and it is it's fine that it wants to hold you to your decisions but that game killed me because i sat in an uncomfortable chair too long <laughs> what <laughs> really well, it didn't kill me, but like basically you have a health meter and you have a morale meter. Yeah. And I was sitting in an uncomfortable chair talking to this guy and my detective is just getting like more and more uncomfortable. And finally, he's just like, it's too much. I can't stand this chair anymore. And it, it gave me like a 7% <laughs> chance to try to push through the pain of the chair. <laughs> and I failed it. And you have to take like there's some chemical that will refresh your morale and I didn't click it in time because I thought, surely this chair isn't going to completely demoralize me. And it did. So I gave up being a cop and game over because I was like, I don't even want to be a cop anymore because the chair was uncomfortable. That's so weird. What a weird game. Yeah. yeah that sounds frustratingly weird, honestly. But I, I have mean, to a play it. Bit. I own it. I just haven't cracked it open yet. Oh, you ha- I didn't know you had it. You have to tell. Yeah, them. I bought it on the strength of. John said it was Bo the video game, so I gotta better play this. There is definitely a lot of stuff you will enjoy in there, Bo. I think. And there's a lot of isn't it just isn't it all dice rolls? Like everything's dice rolls, right? Uh there's a lot of dice rolls, not everything. I mean, it Mm. lets you go through it's it's very heavy on what your stats are. Mm. So if you're 
you know, very perceptive, like you're going to have a very different experience than someone who's not, you know, if you're very intelligent, you're going to have a very different experience than someone who's not. So I could spec myself out to be like super perceptive, like focus on all the things that would make me a good detective. And and this game would play very differently than your chair murder. Uh, no. Oh, because there are too many stats Uh. for you to be good in. Okay. And it is a huge list of things you would have to specialize in. And at the beginning, you are not that skilled. Wow. Uh, you have amnesia because you drank yourself into an amnesic state. So you're you're already not a very good person. Like you're not in a position to judge any children, <laughs> honestly. You're you're not good. Uh in fact, you find out uh, this is a light spoiler for early on, but you find out that you're you're such a horrible person to deal with that a lady who worked at the hotel quit just because she hated being around you that oh, much. Oh jeez. So you're not a <laughs> you're right. not a real rosebud either in this world. Like people in general kind of suck in this place. So mm. all right. Does it look uh, good? Like what's the what does it look like? Like ugly art. i don't know like not ugly not ugly art in that it's bad but like kind of beautiful art that when you look at it is kind of ultimately ugly i don't know it has a very like painted quality to it yeah um but they're definitely not trying to make a world that's alluring everything's dirty everything's grimy everybody has like bulbous drunk nose and like sunken eyes and like just everybody looks messed up and occasionally you run across the character that looks normal and it's jarring because they look normal. So. <laughs> All right. I mean, John Bo's right. You, you, the way you sell it, it sounds like a horrible, wonderful experience. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, if you know what you're getting into here, which is kind of depressing a little bit, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the word is, but it's not, it's not all, cookies and cream right it's it's a communication with yourself more than it is even other people the yeah. amount of dialogue that is you talking to your body parts is a shocking amount and i don't mean like you're talking to your right arm but you're talking to like systems of your body like you meet a woman who is rich and wealthy and beautiful and your body starts rebelling against you so you might want to tell her something but your body's like Mm -mm. Like I wanted to ask her for money because she was rich and I needed money. So I was like, hey, maybe we can ask her for money. And my body was like, "Mm -mm, we can't do that. And like the reason is, is because your body is attracted to her and (laughs) wants to present you as a good quality person. And so you have to succeed in dice rolls to convince your body to let you ask her for money. This sounds like because Bo's, this sounds like a bow game, hundred percent. See, see what I mean? Yes, there's there's a bow quality. There to really it. is. Basically, that nothing is easy as it should be. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just feels like a, I'm starting to get it here. Is, it's like I just want to like have a Pepsi, and then it's like game over. Yeah. You got stressed out eating, drinking the Pepsi. It's it's like um it's like when I was trying to get a key the other day like in my head i'm like well this would be easy i'll just get a key but it turns out i can't just get a key because Bo has a complicated way of getting keys and like well, like you should expensive and you'd be broke right <laughs> right Seems simple to me exactly i don't get to just run over a key in the game world and pick it up like a video game like no. like Bo Bo takes that stuff to some lengths as dm and this feels like a dm's game to me i don't know why just the way john describes it sounds like a dm's paradise 
Yeah, you there's see, some cool stuff. I would love to watch Bo play that game. You say one appealing thing about it, which is that, and then you say this stuff that's unappealing, like I sat in a chair and died, and I'm like, this game just sounds mercilessly hard for no reason. Well, you know I, I mean, mean? <laughs> it's last not... time you were like, I didn't turn on the light in the room, so I had a heart attack and died. Yeah. Well, the light thing was kind of BS, but every time that I've died, it has given me warning. It's like kind of been my own fault for not clicking the thing and saving my morale because I've been indignant about it. And I've been like, no, I shouldn't give up being a police officer because I sat in a chair. I'm a I'm a good person. Mm. And then the game's like, no, you're not. No, you're, you're not being a you're police dead. officer. <laughs> That's so amazing. I had the opportunity to pull myself out of there, but it, it it does also give you an interesting thing where, you know, so you go into that situation with the guy and he says, please have a seat. And you go, no, I prefer to stand because, you know, that chair is a bunch of crap. And he's like, well, come on now. I insist. Have a seat. And you're like, well, I insist. I'm not going to sit down. And he goes, very well. I respect a person who stands by their morals, but I don't respect somebody who won't look me in the eye. And he supposedly can't get up like he's a really big guy. Yeah. And he's like, if you won't look at look at me while I talk to you, then we have no we have nothing to discuss. <laughs> so now you have to decide if you're going to sit in the crappy chair and talk to him or walk away. And shoot him. I hate everybody in this game. These people you're describing are awful people. No, because you lost your gun, Bo, because oh. in your drunken but you're a cop. Can I rage? Um, what, what does the cops do? Um, unnecessary roughness. What's the thing they do that? That's football. They're not supposed to football's like unnecessary. Rough somebody roughness. up. Rough somebody no up. Yeah. What's uh, the thing? Um, police brutality. That's oh, it. Can okay. you do poli police brutality? <laughs> uh, not really, because people just kind of don't respect you in this world. Well, that's what you need the brutality for. <laughs> that's how it works in the real life. They're like, I need some respect. Boom, and they hit the the suspect. No. Do yeah, that, you but... don't have a baton. You got nothing. That game's got an overwhelmingly positive review on Steam. Clearly, people like it. So I, I think I think you guys mm. should try it. I think Bo should stream it. I would watch. I it. would watch Bo All stream right. it. Oh my gosh! Uh, right, I'll stream it. Okay. Last thing, real quick, because I just I only have good things to say about it. I got Dicey Dungeons today because it's on sale. Oh, I love oh that game. Gosh, that game is just a joy and a pleasure it is a wonderful game i love that game i'm so glad you picked it up i've had it for quite a while and i always forget to bring it up but it's it's like one of these you know slay the spire style things although in this case it's dice mixed with cards um and it's this cutesy style and everything but isn't that a cool game like i could play that all yeah. night i love that game yeah i was almost late to the show just because i was going through a dungeon and having so much fun with it and almost didn't didn't make it i'm trying the thief now oh the thief's uh, the hard thief dice yeah so the thief is hard yeah. i th i found i had a hard time with the thief yeah because it's all just like low damn it's frequent low damage but there's some cool things you can do like dividing your dice and they'll let you divide a one so you end up with just two ones and yeah is this just slay the spire but with dice um, kind of similarities but everything is like a a, a d6 and then cards that modify the d6 rolls in some way right and it's it's just combat with creatures and then you unlock new items and stuff like that if you're the if you're the warrior you can re-roll a couple of times you have cards for that you can decide which cards to re-roll or which uh, dice to re-roll if you have a card that's exactly three there's a card that will do awesome damage if you have a three but if you roll a four or a two it won't work um it, it's a it's a combination of things, but it's a really fresh, interesting take on that whole roguelike deck buildy kind of 
thing. It's it's very cool. I like that. Game and I like a lot. the art a lot. Yeah, the it art's cool. I wasn't sure I was gonna like it because it's it's very. Um, I mean, it's extremely cartoony, right? Like just mm-hmm. way the other direction. And I just I didn't know if I was gonna like it, but I really like it. It's cool. It's kind of chalky, and I don't know something about it. But it's very good. It's challenging. It's not easy. Um, but you have, you know, the random path thing and like, okay, well, I'm going to go do this and then I'll talk to the store owner, buy some cards I didn't have before. I got some gold now, you know, a lot of those same trappings that you would see in Slay the Spire or things like it, but it's, it's definitely, it's, oh, this thing. is the guy that did V V V V V V V V V. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody that else, game was awesome. that game was good. It's somebody else too, that was in on it. That was also famous for another indie thing. And I forgot what it was. It's very good though. I'm with John here. My vote is with John on that. Oh, well, this guy's CV is like, I mean, it sells itself. I guess I should pick this up. You should I probably get it. I didn't realize it, it was uh, this Terry Kavanaugh guy. You can get sucked way in. It's very good. I like it yeah. a lot. Uh, well, good. Uh, Bo, tell us about your obsession with Black Desert Online as it continues. Oh, where to begin? <laughs> Are you an expert on Korean MMOs now? You know everything there well, is to know? I don't know about Korean MMOs, but I, I know a lot now. I know a lot that I didn't know before the Christmas holiday. In the last two weeks, it says here I've logged 88 hours in the game. Oh my gosh. Uh, wow. <clears throat> wow. Uh, that's what it says here. I've been playing a ton. I, th- this is basically what happened with you with Call of Duty happened to me with the Korean MMO. <laughs> I realized I haven't been playing World of Warcraft or any MMOs in a very long time, and I for some reason, this game is just what's clicked. I know I'm supposed to try ESO and all kinds of stuff, but this is the game that did it for me, Scott. Mm. And I think it's a couple of things, and mostly it's the combat. The combat's just... It's out of this world, man. Mm. Like, it's so much fun to play, you know, combo-based, no hot bar key kind of MMO game. It's just fun. It's just... Black Desert Online does a lot of things horribly wrong. There's a loot box in there that costs $20. <laughs> like, there are some, like, if you can imagine the worst examples of the worst practices in gaming, it's in this game. There are grindy-ass quests. The story sucks. You know how, like, Warcraft has interesting characters and they tie them together in a story? Yeah. Well, this is, they just use default models to try and make them sound important, but it's, like, just the most boring-ass the story's bad, the questing is bad, but the world is beautiful and the combat's really fun. Hmm. So right. I've just been addicted to playing. I come home and I'm like, oh man, I want to log in and kill some stuff. And then that's just what I've been doing. So I installed it again after talking to you um, about it. And I was going to show a screenshot of the chat. It's not working. Um, and I got him for a little while and started playing it. And I've, I had forgotten just how bad the UI is. The, the UI is horrendous. Um, the U, it's overwhelming. It's not friendly to new players. Right. Uh, I have it all figured out now, though, so it actually gets better. You know. Well, that was going to be my question. Do you feel like the combat, you, you you feel like you're playing on keyboard and mouse, obviously. Is it just, it feels good? Like you're. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm up to. It also helps to unlock all skills and stuff like that. So I'm up to level 58, which is like, it's pretty much end game. So there's no cap. The levels are infinite. So you never actually are max level and going to get gear. Yeah. Pushing levels is just kind of for fun what you do while you quest. So I'm not really concerned about leveling up. I'm just kind of doing quests, story quests, exploring the world and just enjoying being in there uh, fighting. Yeah. Um, so 
I have access at level 56, you get your awakening weapon, which means so in this game, you only get one weapon. You can't just equip whatever weapon. You basically have a weapon, and each of the 18 classes have their weapon. Right. So you're just getting different versions of the same weapon. But at 56, you get your awakening weapon, which is a second or a third weapon. Because most classes auto-equip a main hand and an offhand in the same deal. It might be sword and shield for my class, the lawn. It is a noble sword and a crescent pendulum. Yeah, L-A-H-N is the class I'm playing, a lawn. Okay, I was just pick it, picturing some green grass. But... <laughs> nope, no, no. She's basically a, a, a dual-wielding fighter, but instead of two swords, the second sword is... There's a, I have a sword, and then attached by cloth is a big pendulum blade that I spin around and whip around. Maybe uh, hard to try to think of an example where that's in movies. You don't see it very often. But uh, it's really cool. And then I get my awakening weapon, which are crimson blades. So as you play, you can combo so that you switch out to your, your awakening weapon and then do moves with the awakening weapon, then switch back to your main weapons and then do moves with that. And it's just, it's all combo based. So learning your class has to do with, you know, left mouse button, right mouse button, press F, and then you switch to your weapon and then you do a couple moves and switch back to your weapon. And they're not, it's not obvious when you're looking at the skill sheet how that all works. So you kind of learn it as you play it and mm-hmm. maybe even watch a guide or something. But it gets really fun when the monsters are more challenging and not as easy to, to kill. So, sure. but you're still trying to take packs of 10 or 20 at a time. It's got a Diablo feel. Like if you run a Nephilim Rift and you're trying to take 20 or 30 monsters at a time and just run through high density packs, it's the same gameplay, except this is third person instead of Diablo gameplay. So it's got the same like appeal to it as running an FLM Rift, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, totally. That's that actually makes me interested to give yeah. it another it's shot. Not super, it's not a super challenging game, like in that regard. You know, Do either you, stuff kills you or you're you're fine. Is that little uh, that little uh, spirit monkey thing that follows you around everywhere? Is that a deal where you always have to talk to him? Uh, uh, well, you do have your black spirit, which is a quest giver. Yes, he's around. I also have five pets and a fairy and a horse. The, the horse is interesting. It's like um, Witcher. It's like having Roach. Like you can have a, you can get a horse. You can get a boat. I have a horse, a boat. I have three boats actually. Mm-hmm. And you can get a wagon. So if you get four horses, you can hitch to a wagon and you can start transporting <laughs> goods all around the world. What? And all right. yeah, yeah, it's it's just crazy. There's so many mounts, but the horse it plays just like riding a horse in The Witcher. Like you can boost it. You can run around. It's with you everywhere. Yeah. Um, so I like that part of the game yeah. and, uh, yeah, but I have, uh, one of you can have five pets out all at the same time. So I've got one named after everyone on our heroes team. <laughs> There's a Scott, a John, a Kyle and a Kristen. <laughs> Kyle's a bird that when I sit, when I, when I stand still and idle, it'll, he'll land on my shoulder, which wow. is pretty neat. That is and great. Kristen is a cat. So Kristen will ride the horse with me. She'll be on top of the, like, you know, I'll be sitting here with the horse going, yeah, and the, the cat will be, like, right up in front, just sort of sitting in front. So it's, What's Scott? Oh, yeah, what am he's I? A do- he's a dog. Great. So the first two pets I got were dogs, so they're Sunshine and Scott. I'm, and a, I'm a loyal friend, but a little <laughs> dumb. I, I know how yeah, you jump up really high and look for treats. Right. And then John is a, a black mage. Like, um, I have a little pet that looks just look like a black mage from Final Fantasy, you know? Oh, mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. And he just hangs around. So... I've got tons of pets, and they loot for you, so I don't have to loot any corpses. The pets just run around and will pick up things, which is great. Yeah. And um, I don't know. This, the, the graphics in it are so good, like when you fight and stuff. It it's is pretty. Fun. It's a good-looking game. Um, it's yeah. str- but there's of... bad things in it. $20 loot box. Oh, my God. 
Well, like, who's buying if you're that? A whale, if you're a whale and you want a game that really wants your money, wants to take a lot of it, play Black Desert. That's the, <laughs> it's the it's whale central as far as I'm concerned. Some stuff in there is egregious. There are like $30 skins and it's just madness. In there. Wow. Now, the gear is interesting. Gear is not level locked. Mm. You can get any gear at any time. Oh, interesting. And the way it works is for it to be powerful, you have to upgrade it, which is where your grind comes in because it can cost you hundreds of millions of silver to get resources to level it up to 20 tiers of power. And this is for each item can be leveled up to 20. You don't get that it's, just from playing with it? You have to go and have some. No, you have to get resources like Blackstones. And if you fail at leveling up a thing, it reduces the max durability. So imagine having an item with one durability it'll break like the moment you play it so you gotta go repair the max durability and this is where the, the grind loop comes about fixing the max durability ranking up your weapons it's a percent chance so in the high tiers you might have an eight percent chance to upgrade your item so it gets really like resource intensive trying to get that percentage up yeah and in the case of accessories you can just lose the accessory mm. so there's five tiers of accessory like an earring so if you have a level two earring, you try to level it up to level three and it fails, you lose every all, all the earrings. You just don't have the gear anymore. Uh, so there's a, there's a really awful grind when it comes to like getting high-end items. But it's different and interesting enough uh, that I'm still playing for now. That's great. Quit, really. No, no, it's I, fine. I need to quit. <laughs> I mean, I this game... This, I should stop. This it's game's really like 10 bucks. It's like a cheap game to get into. Um I don't know. Every time you talk about it, it makes me want to get in there and see what's going on. Because clearly there's something there. You know, you found something in there. I find like. the music's pretty good. It's got a good uh, game soundtrack. Uh, do you like the do you like the, the goat-looking llama dude people that are in it? No. no. <laughs> really, honestly, like, their NPCs, like, their races and stuff, like, just all look really bad. <laughs> um, except except for, like, humans. I, I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, Warcraft has very distinct, like, everything... Even at low poly, everything has a distinct coolness to it, right? Yeah. And everything in this just looks weird and bad. Like, it's not good. You know what I mean? Yeah. The char- Your player characters look amazing. The character creator is awesome. You can make, yeah. you know, the most beautiful PCs you've ever played in any game. But the NPCs, man, are just... Ugh. Yeah, and the world, the world's really pretty. The NPCs look at the ground a lot. Just kind of shake yeah, their head a the lot. The lore is, like, like, super bland. Like, if it's just the blandest lore you know and oh, blandest yeah. like races of people like but it's still fun i guess like it's just i don't know it's hard to uh, it loses big time in some categories oh i get you uh, but I'm it's watching still the video of it that scott's playing and this person <laughs> this character is on drugs she's really they, they just out. cannot stop moving yeah she's having a major bad <laughs> she's having oh a yeah day. Look at her. Well, that's what I mean. And like the lines of, di- they'll say lines of dialogue, but there's nothing relating to the actual text that's written. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like, what I love just, about it's... this. These bad Korean MMOs. You know, I have an obsession with these. So I need to get back in there and check it out. It's, it's like overall, like it's fun. It's just my big criticism is I just want to fight. And there's a lot of obstacles getting between you and getting to fighting sometimes. Like, yeah. Like this, this game loves quests. It'll be a quest to go talk to one NPC and then do a second and then do a third and then do a fourth. Then I can finally do something relating to combat, you know? Oh, it makes and you want to uh, talk to multiple chain of people before they let you fight. Yeah. Yeah, and wonder. you'll get into town, a town and there'll be like two combat quests to kill things and like 50 life skill quests. So like go chop wood, cook 
dog food. Like there's all these quests that are gathering skills and I'm like, oh, you can shut them off, but they're annoying. Yeah. And if you don't know to do that, you'll be in the town for like five hours trying to clear out quests that have nothing to do with anything fun. So it's 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 a mixed bag, ultimately. Mm. Well, I want to watch but, you play it. You should stream that, too. Yeah. Oh, I can't. I Disco Elysium. Yeah. I'll stream Disco Elysium, but I don't think I can stream Black Desert. I so. This game is so resource intensive. I play on medium and can just eke out 60 frames. Oh, wow. Like, that's, and I even play on the remastered mode, which is way beautiful, but it won't run on my system. It is such, this is like a tech demo, I think, when it comes to graphics and hmm. processing and stuff. You can push it to really high levels. Yeah. I have um, to, I, just, I had to dial back some settings on it, and I've got like a brand new 2080, and, you know, like I should be able to run that thing really well, but I had to scale back. Oh, thing. it's brutal! The amount of like it looks really pretty, and I'm sure on high on a high detail, it's like really, really, really great. I can't play it on that high of detail. <laughs> it's such a weird. Some of these NPCs. There's another one. I'm not showing her right now, but it's this lady, and she's just going. <laughs> it's just talking to you. <laughs> it's like somebody told them, "Hey, you know, people move when they're talking. Like, there's a natural movement. They don't just idle and talk to you." And they said, okay, well, we've added a bunch of idle animations and we're going to make sure they play at two times speed and one right after another and then cycle right back through that full loop. Yeah, they're definitely, they missed the memo on that. Uh, in related news, the uh, mobile version of Black Desert Online is apparently a huge hit. That thing is um, very popular on mobile. And it's not the same yeah, game. I mean, it's a little different, but it's, you know, same vein. The game's also on consoles too, apparently um it's fully console playable like on xbox and playstation and stuff like that yeah it has which makes sense support. that like the combat like for an mmo it's not a hot bar full of 50 keys like everything is basically down to a handful of buttons it's very playable on a on a controller <laughs> that guy's mustache. yeah you're watching this dialogue and the, this... look at his mustache <laughs> it's amazing what is that it's it's like he laid his head on a student's homework and got all the like graphite <laughs> it's a five o'clock shadow oh, no it horrendous. isn't it's, it's a smudge it's a smudge on both sides <laughs> i think that's cliff you're showing it, oh you movie. know his name you know this guy yeah that Look, guy I think you're I gonna go cause... gaga over cliff cliff's lore real good, yeah, good no stuff. no I think he's he's Jarrett's dad, which is another NPC. Look at his potato uh, guardsman guy in the back there. Yeah, is he chewing he's gum? Like, What's the guy in the background doing? He's, he's, like, he's oh. wiping his brow and then just talking uh, to nobody. Basically, <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yep, just another day loving being a girl, which, which, which is great because when you when in that room, I remember that room. That NPC is doing nothing. Like in the game world, he'll just be standing there idling, right? Yeah, yeah. But then in the in the cutscene, he's like. He's like a background actor, you know what I mean? Like an extra in a movie, just going blah 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 blah. Yeah. blah. Ice cream, I just ice like cream, to think cream, he's being a yes man to the main quest giver. Like the quest giver's like, "No, I'm going to need you to go into town." That's right, you're going to want to go into town. <laughs> you're going to need to, uh, going to need to kill some wolves when you get there. Yeah, you're going to kill those wolves dead. <laughs> I love that idea too. Just a just a hype man for the quest giver. See, you've already done way better put more effort and had a way better performance than what actually happens in the game. Cause that would be funny. This is the thing they just don't know. I shouldn't say they don't know how to do it, but they're trying to make a game that, that they can localize everywhere. And it's just bland fantasy without any, 
you know, they, they, they just can't go too deep, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what, I don't well, know I mean, how these like, get like, made. Like, like the thing is, is like in an MMO, sometimes the storytelling's in the world and it's like, you'll go to these cool places with like, like I literally like skeletons in this game. There'll be these massive graveyards and they'll be full of skeletons and the, the enemy monsters look really cool. Yeah. And it's this graveyard it's full of things and all the skeletons are going and it's like oh this game is awesome yeah but like in the towns and stuff no it's it's like <laughs> you know like all that's gone when it, when you actually talk to an npc you're like oh this game is pretty yeah it focuses on certain things and does not focus on other things yeah well 20 dollar loot box guys 20 dollars. yeah it's not, i wouldn't box. do it there's no way i'd do it one, not a 10, not a pack. It's one loot box. How into Black Desert Online would you have to be to spend 20 bucks on a loot box? You'd have to be really into this game. Yeah, like I guess so. Like, like devoted, it's, it's, you know? Like, like in the, 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 it's called a pearl shop because it's Pearl Abyss that I guess makes the game. So you buy pearls. Oh. Yeah, it's a pearl shop. The pearl shop is rife with, it's not just the loot box. There's like, you know, 100,000 things you can purchase on this pearl shop. Hmm. You can buy underwear for your characters. Sure. Finally. $7. So if you don't like your default underwear, you can buy other underwear. Wow. Which you don't... I don't, I don't do see. I've never seen it a... in real life well enough. Let alone <laughs> no, I mean that's almost seven dollars is almost as much as an actual underwear in real life. You know, it's just like this game is insane. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, and it's not like they've got one alternate set of underwear. I've looked at it, so I've done my research on this guy. There's like ten different underwear options. And some of the underwear options have a couple of different options for the underwear. There's a lot of underwear in this what, game. What what sort of options? Well, you can get like underwear feature. So there's like zebra like patterns, I guess, and okay. then there's like a piratey one. And you know, there's like you have different types of bras. I'm playing girls, so some you have ones that are just like push-ups. Yeah, and then you have one that are like, I guess. I don't know. I'm, I'm out of my depth here. <laughs> you have some with no back, so that if you're wearing an outfit, I guess, with no back, it doesn't show that there's like a bra thing. Or you can get like default tidy whiteies. Or not, not default. You can just get these weird looking dumps, dumpy underwear, too, if that's your thing. I don't know. It's, See, it's... You started to actually get me as soon as you got into like aesthetic because the transmog fan in me, as soon as I thought, as soon as you said like, well, yeah, if your back's exposed, you're not going to want to see a bra back there. And I was like, that's true. I might that's have true. to buy this bra. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, no, you're speaking you John's language. I, th- th- it's already taking advantage of me. <laughs> but it's like real life, too. I mean, this is how bra science works in real life. Or, you know, if you're wearing something that has a revealing part, but your bra is a default bra that would just show, you'll want to get some sort of functionally different bra. Do they call it a so default bra? Yeah. I've never heard that before. The default bra. There's the de- a default the bra. Default? Right? Like a default bra is like a Playtex just has two straps over here, goes in the back. Yeah. But then you get these funky ones that just are in the front and they somehow stay up and I don't know how. <laughs> I don't wear these so I don't know how they work. Well, but... the women in the audience <laughs> could tell me, do the ones that, they have these ones that just are cups underneath and they just sit there somehow? Yeah. How does that the work? Force. The force. <laughs> How do those work? I don't get it. Like they're aren't, you're looking for the support. I get that, but they're not strapped to anything. Are they glued? Are they glued? The best glued part is there? watching Scott look down and try and figure this out in real life. I mean, you can't audio see. listeners are only getting half the story. And Scott's like looking down and lifting. Yeah, I am. I totally am. So wait, the chat room says glue. Says Aurora for real. That's really they use glue. Well, Kim's never worn that, I don't think. So I couldn't ask. Well, I guess I could ask her. 
Yeah, yeah, but you can get you can get bras without the strap. So it does go around the back, for example. But if someone's wearing like a, sh- if a girl is wearing, a, well, anyone really, I suppose. Yeah. If you're wearing like a, a shoulder, you know, like a shoulder that's down that shows the shoulder, but you don't want to see bra straps, yeah. and you get one without bra straps. Yeah. So to me, a default bra is one with the bra straps that you know is the standard Playtex deal. I suppose. Standard ass bra, sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyways, in Black Desert Online, there's lots of options to purchase underwear. Um, <laughs> So, you know, but, that's but, what I mean. If, and it's like, you don't see it. Yeah. Like, I don't see in, like other players in the game world running around in their underwear. They're wearing clothes most of the time, you know, like armor sets and things like that. So, like, how big is know, the world? Like, how big is this world? Could you go like very far? And is there it's housing? It's misleadingly and, big. So, yeah. it's basically, it's only like a couple of continents, not continents, but zones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they can almost feel small, but it's actually pretty big. Mm. The okay. cool part about Black Desert, which I finally got to, is the desert itself, which is huge. And when you're in the desert, you can't use your map anymore to navigate. So in an MMO, you usually look at your map. You see where you are. You can find NPCs. Once you're in the desert, you're boned. <laughs> you don't know where you are in that damn desert. And that's the cool part of the game is it's just this, like this endless dunes of desert. And I love that part. And you're on your camel. And I'm like, man, I hope I'm heading in the right direction i don't know where i'm gonna be that is super cool to me because that was one of my favorite things back in the day with everquest when it first came out is there wasn't a map and there was no you know online information was a little harder to come by so if you wanted to go from freeport to kinos or kinos to freeport you had to find somebody who had did who had done that run before and they tell you okay you're gonna go straight out of this zone you're going to go into this zone. You're going to want to keep the water to the right of you. If you wanted like a compass just to know, like you would either have to watch the sun move, which took a while, or there was a trick where you could throw a sword <laughs> on the gosh. ground and the blade would always point north. Yeah. Like yeah. you were doing weird stuff in that game to try and find and navigate your way. And it was super cool back in the day uh, to try and do that. And then, of course, you know, because that's a hassle that that stuff all went away. They yeah. had maps. They added teleporting. You didn't have to do that run. But anybody who played original EverQuest probably did the Freeport to Kinos run and knows what a blast that was because you go through some dangerous zones. You go through some places that are more dangerous at night, places where if you step off the road, you're most likely going to get attacked and killed. Like there's some neat stuff in that game that sounds like it comes right out of a fantasy story and uh, is a cool, cool world to play in. And that was all because it didn't have things like a map. It didn't have a quality of life at all. <laughs> it was just yeah. run your four polygons across the 50 zones and load in, load out about 20 times, and you'll get there eventually. Yeah. Uh, well, well right. the desert's cool like that. I, I imagine later on maybe it'll be more revealed or something like that, but I, it took a long time to get to that cool part of the game. Let me tell you, I just got there, Yeah. and I'm undergeared for it still. Yeah. Uh Luke in the chat, I think maybe you might be thinking of EverQuest 2. We're talking about EverQuest 1, which preceded WoW for many, many years. A long time. What, 97 was it? Yeah, I think that's right. Like that. Yeah, it was like 97 was in... through... Jeez. Oh, well, I mean, WoW was 2004, so they 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 beat them to market by... I mean, they didn't beat them to market. They were the first, first 3D MMO. There was also uh, Ultima Online, which was a whole other bag of cheese, but that was a different thing. Um, it was a movie that got me into MMOs. What was it? Uh, the 13th Warrior. Oh, interesting. Antonio Banderas. 
Yeah, I know that. I movie, watched but... that right after I had watched. I think it was some like X Play, or it might have even been Gamespot TV back at the time. I don't know. That Adam Sessler show <laughs> back in the day where they talked about what an MMO was and how it was partying with other people to go do these challenging things. And then I watched the 13th warrior and I was like, this is like that type of game I just learned existed. And that, that's hilarious. I went and got Asheron's call. And then I got EverQuest shortly after that. I played Asheron's call as well. And that was a bad video game. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, you know, what's cool. Though. You know, what's worse than Asheron's call was Asheron's call Two. Yeah, bad game. I played that one as well. It got it canceled before Ash Brown's Call One got canceled. That's crazy. Yes. All right. Oh, I also played a lot of. Uh, what was the other one that was big for a while? Um. Uh, didn't you say you played Dark Age of Dark Camelot Age of Camelot? Camelot. Yes, a, t- yeah. a crap ton of Dark Age of Camelot. I love that game. I was an Earthbender guy. What were they called? Earth. Ah. He was a wizard that did earth stuff. So it was all like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the name of it, but he was a, uh, someone in the chat will remember, but that guy used to, well, that guy spent all day just like making giant stones to throw at things or putting uh, clay around himself to protect himself from hits. Like it was a cool, <laughs> a dirt wizard. It's something like that. I remember that game had really good cape technology at the time. It probably, if I looked at it now, I'd go, oh my gosh, this is terrible. <laughs> but I remember when I first played Dark Age of Camelot, I was like, look at the capes. Yeah. The capes, they're so good. Yeah, they were. it had its moments. It had its stuff and its strengths. Some of it was graphical at the time, although you're right, now it's kind of laughable. But uh, where it really innovated was PvP. Um, everything else in the world was super grindy. You just sat around and killed the same mobs thousands of times over. It was stupid. Um, they had no real questing to speak of, certainly not in the beginning. Um, so all those kind of early trappings were there. But you had this realm versus realm thing, which was there were three different realms, and you would all fight in these big, you know, battleground areas, and that was unbelievable at the time. Nothing, nothing like that existed. But uh, anyway, a leth- lethar lethargist. I may, I may have just got it. it. May have just popped in my head. Hold on. Classes. A lethargist. A Is it lethargist? Sounds like somebody that just lays around. Oh, I'm going to find it now. Now I'm annoyed. I'm going to find <laughs> it. Lethargy magic. Okay, races. <laughs> I can conjure a couch. Because you had Midgard, Hibernia, and uh, Albion. Albion were basically the Britons uh, and the elves. Hiber- Hibernia was like the um, the Irish and the and the Druid types. And then Midgard was all like the Northerners and stuff. And now I'm just trying to find the classes. Here we go. Oh, it's going to be great. Oh, this is really giving me crazy old feelings. Okay, hold on. A theurgist? Theurgist. That's it. A theurgist. Theurgists carry with them the ability to create their own small armies through the summoning of elemental creatures commonly referred to as pets. Uh, The theurgist can uh, deal direct damage to the enemy as well as pummel him with a small army of elementals. Blah, blah, blah. Let's see. They have the ability to buff several aspects of their realm mates. Um, all right. So you had Path of Earth, Abrasion. You could do Path of Ice, Refrigeration, Path of Air, Vapormancy. <laughs> vaping. Yeah, vaping. You could be a vape mage. Yep. And I remember Cobalt Shield. I That was always running. Oh, this is bringing back some memories here. Abrasion I'm was like all the pictures. dirt. Yeah. It's... I feel good about the cape comment. <laughs> these capes look great. <laughs> they don't. 
I mean, these images on the current site are updated. Uh, meaning the character models. These oh, it's are, still, this game's still running. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can still play it. Uh, but the original, wow. the original art, not so good. Like this is, oh, this is passable here. But the original stuff, oof, it's real bad. Yeah, but you have to keep in mind, I was coming from EverQuest. It didn't take much to beat an EverQuest cape. Yeah, that's true. By the way, this is still owned by EA. EA bought these guys. They still own them. They're still just running this game? Yeah, they just run it. I think EA forgot it existed. <laughs> that's why it's going on. If you look, their logo still at the bottom well, there. but and Technically, they probably haven't. So they probably have... What kind of a job is that to be a GM on this game? Like There might only be one or two, but... There's an office somewhere where people are maintaining the service, right? Yeah, I guess so. I'm going to download this and try and see what's going on. I really am. I'm going to check it out because why not? Yeah. What's the harm, right? Get in there and be a vape wizard. I'm going to be a vapist. <laughs> I'm a vapist. All right. Say it's about to get like Bespin in here because I'm going to take you all to Cloud City. There you go. See, that'll be your cool vape wizard line. That's right. The reason Lobot didn't say anything is because his <laughs> brain was fried from all the pot he smoked. All right. Well, that's all well and good. Good job, everyone. Now, this. That's a good question. Uh, questions come to us in the form of emails. I'm going to read one today that came to us at slash core. They, they clicked the contact link and sent us this message. Hey, Scott and guys, I know you love your love of space games, and I wanted to ask you if you've ever played Elite Dangerous. I picked it up on the Steam sale, and in VR, that game is so awesome. I loved it so much. I bought the HOTAS, which is the hands-on throttle and stick. Uh, set up for Ooh. 50 bucks on Amazon. You can get a pretty decent setup there. Uh, it changed everything. I feel like I'm in the cockpit of my Cobra MK3. Uh, when my hands move the throttle or joystick, it is replicated in the game. If I look down... While dogfighting, I'm looking up and the left and the right catch a signal of my target. The sense of scale and speed through space is unreal. On the coolest, One of the coolest experiences so far. As for the game, it's a massive sandbox where you can do anything. Be a simple courier, a trader, a bounty hunter, or an outlaw. Anyways, I got to get back to space trucking. Love the show, though. Mr. Flag. Well, Mr. Flag... <laughs> Um, <laughs> Bo played that game a lot, right? Like you were way yeah, yeah. deep. I've played a lot of Elite. Yeah. <clears throat> did you but ever? I'm not good at it. <laughs> well, I mean, define good because really it's just. I've got 80 hours of time played. Okay. That's a lot. On Elite Dangerous, That's which, a... you know, I've played enough so I understand some things. But I'm still not, you know, that's a game that like people play for, you know, it's a lifestyle game almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, would you, would you, uh, would you play more of it now? If like, what would get you back in? Just an itch for space games, or, or I don't know the. Um, I think I just needed more, more action or something. The problem with the game is it was a, it was very cool going from uh, system to system. Yeah, I enjoy the exploration part. I'm not big on trading. The bounty hunting system, I didn't really get into it. I don't know. I don't know what, what it would take. I just, I just, it's, it's just one of those games that it's like, it needs to be what it is. And it's just not for me. Like No Man's Sky was a better alternative because that has like easier things to do in it. I suppose if that makes any sense. Like I like that those games are hard and you have to flip all the right switches to do things correctly and wire it all up. It's just, I can't play 
that game for weeks and weeks and weeks without getting bored, I guess. Right. But I don't want the game to be changed to accommodate me. I like it the way it is, if that makes any sense. Sure. No, I get that. I don't know. I'm still interested in Star Citizen to see what that's about, too. It's just... Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think you end up playing that game a lot, and it's just like, well, I'm out in space, and here's planets, and yeah. that's great. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, sure. And I, without being in a guild or having some sort of group activity, there's just kind of nothing to do. Like, that that would be why I don't play it right now. It's very good, but I can't do trading. Yeah, I get it. You no, know, I can't do trading. I don't mind being a courier. I like being a trucker in space. I kind of like doing deliveries. But even like questing system, like that only can last so long before it just is like, you know, boring. And I kind of don't want to get blown up doing that stuff. Yeah. You know, at the same time, I want there to be danger. It's just, I want the game to be what it is. It's just not for me. It's the same thing with Eve. I'm like, I love that it exists. I love reading about it, but I can't play it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I'm kind of the same. I What I need is a sandbox uh, space game. Whoever does, whoever cracks this nut is going to make billions of dollars. They need to figure out a way to make one of these games where the questing and the stuff to do is procedurally generated and made on the fly, but is good. You know what I mean? Like it, it can't be the same kind of quests every time. It can't be a thousand of, we need some ore in this sector by noon over and over and over. It has to be something more dynamic. I don't know what it is. It's got to be a big advance in technology or something. But when someone figures that out and it becomes that infinite and that big, oh man, I'll never leave. I'll just spend Elite all Dangerous my... is very good though. It's very good for what it is. If you need a space sim in your life, that's that's the ticket. Uh, for those wondering what we're watching on screen right now, this is uh, Anarchy Online, which also is apparently still running. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Anarchy Online. I, I played a little of that. It's still, I, it's still running? I played that too. And yes, it is still running. Um, I may, What is going on there? I he's may like, fire up a couple of these dumb old MMOs and just, he's just see like, what's what going on. What if fire shot into the air? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy's got a buff on him that's just flames. Badly animated horribly rendered flames that are just burning constantly on his this arms. This would be so distracting. Why would you do this to yourself? Oh, I couldn't do it. I played this game a lot. Played it oh, at launch. It was it was the re- reincarnator. Yeah. It was cool for its time, but it also broke a lot and was kind of a piece of crap. But I like that you had to buy life insurance for your body or something like that. Oh, right. They had housing though. They had apartments. They had all kinds of stuff at launch. That was a weird game. Yeah. Uh, thanks for that email. One more quick email. This is from Andrew Demon Brown. Was that how do you that, say that? Demon Brown? Is that a real last name or is that a handle? Oh, that's what he wrote. I don't know. Well, anyway, he says this. He cleaned out his car the other day. Uh, this is for our show. He says I was cleaning out my uh, CD case in the car a few days ago and found an old CD titled "The Instance." I remember having to download episodes and burn them to a CD so that I could listen oh to them on God. my long high school bus ride. Listening to you uh, talk about the struggles of leveling through Stranglethorn Vale always lightened my mood, uh, though a not-so-bright time in my life. Uh, Even though I don't play WoW anymore, I get super stoked every time I see a new episode of Core pop into my feed. So I just wanted to say thanks for all the laughs throughout the 10 years of listening. Also, the morning stream is decent, too. (laughs) Thanks, man. Uh, He says it always puts me to sleep, and I try to figure out why I kept waking up to music when I was listening to a podcast. Anyway. Thanks, Andrew. Demon Brown. 
That was awesome. I'm glad to hear core is like the, the, your new thing. That's good. Yeah, that's kind of crazy to hear as as somebody who listened to the instance. I didn't I, I never had it to where I was burning it to a CD, but there was a time where I was definitely listening to the instance while at school, I yeah, think. Yeah, that maybe ha- not. Maybe thinking about when WoW came out. Oh, maybe college, actually. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's definitely a memory I have. It's weird to think that we're fulfilling a similar role for people and kind of cool and a little humbling to think about at the same time. That's very cool. Yeah. It's also weird to think that my, uh, when he was listening in his, in the school bus, my son was six and now he's 19. Yeah. I don't oh, like, geez. yeah, I don't like thinking about that. That's weird. Don't think about that. I'm going to try not to think about it. Uh, send your, your contact emails in, everybody. We'd love them. Again, you can find them at the website, frogpants.com slash core. Just click on contact, and they will come our direction. We'd love to hear more from you. And if you'd like to leave us a voicemail, those are possible too. 801-471-0462 is that number. Leave us a voicemail. For your, if, uh, if you're in the chat room and you want to hang around for a bit, we're going to play a little bit of uh, uh, Battlefront 2. For funsies, yeah, that should I be might good. Not be able to join. Oh, where are you going? You going to sleep? Can't, can't. No, no, I can't buy it. It won't let me buy it. Oh, I thought you oh, owned it. Lame. You don't own it? I thought you owned that game. I'm, I Battlefront Two. Yeah. No. Oh. No. Well, how do you gift something like that? Can I gift it to you? I don't know. I'm, I'm in Origin. I tried to buy it throughout the game. I tried to get the basic. Yeah. Basic's only four ninety nine, by the way, which is a pretty good deal. Oh, uh, I thought it was more Origin. than that. That's really good. So Premiere is 20 bucks, but Basic, which has Battlefront 2 on, uh, it's a really good deal for 5 bucks a month. It's pretty solid. Why well, won't let you sign up for it? Does it say? It's the same deal I have with Epic, apparently. I have to have a credit card, even though I have money, you know. I've got PayPal for you, buddy. Just take the money and you set up for PayPal. I was like, no, we want a credit card on your kid. I know what it is. I have is. my bank account hooked up to it. Like there should be zero problem. I know what it is. They want Steam, a back. They want backup. They want the. Steam doesn't need a backup. Well, no, but Steam, I think like, I it's think, like yeah, you got money, you're good. Here you go. I think you it's because like, your I think your account. Oh wait a minute, how does this work? I think PayPal needs to have a card associated with it, so that that's the backup on PayPal, and then these guys will let you sign up. And if you were to sign yeah, up, I guess to, so. But not everyone need not not every, not everyone need. Uh, I think you were grandfathered. Oh you gosh. were you were grandfathered into the Steam one, I think, because they Cause do that ne- now too. No, and well, I guess so. Netflix is the same way. Then Netflix is like, cool, let's take your money. But some places are like, well, we know you have money, and we know your credit card's linked, but you need to have a credit card too, and then we'll do business with you. And I'm just like, eh, go go a uh, pound pipe. Pound, pound you know pipe. what's really <laughs> you know what's really bad is I just went and took a look and and saw what it would take to gift this to you, Bo. Yeah. Um, and it just lists you as ineligible to receive it. What? I think they do that as a way to prevent people from, I don't know. What? I'm ineligible to receive it? Yeah. What? You like can't if even I say purchase him? as a gift and it brings up the list of people and it, it removes the option for people who already have it. But then for you, it says ineligible to receive this game. Is it because, is it a region thing? Like a Canada thing or something? Uh, for more information, find origin gifting issues and workarounds uh there could be a few reasons the item is not giftable your friend blocked users because they don't want to receive gifts through origins <laughs> your oh here it is your friend lives in a different country oh so is that that's why what it is 
But I can gift yeah. both things from Steam, no problem. Yeah, this is why people like Steam and want Epic and all that stuff to go fly a kite when it comes to their stuff, because Steam actually works. Well, I think Sorry, I... rest of all you other competitive businesses, <laughs> but keep up, and then we'll see nice things about your I can give, uh, I can do, um, I can gift from Epic to you, I think. But Battlefield, Battlegrounds 2, or Battle, what is it? Battlefront 2 is not on there. Yeah. No, it's uh, on Origin. I mean, it's yeah. the place to go. Yeah. And like, it's like, it's not like, like it's five bucks, dude. Well, when you, I just, when I just you... have to give them five bucks to get basic. And they're like, well, and when we see the money in your PayPal account, <laughs> but it'd be really great if you had a credit card just cause for fun. So hold on a second. Like, what, can you it's not? It's not like I'm giving them a thousand dollars. They want to make sure it's not ripped off. It's like it's five dollars. Yeah. No, that's like, no, I, I agree. I bought a pack of chocolates for five. This is not good for me. It's trash. It's sitting here at my desk. Yeah. I didn't need a credit card to buy a pack of chocolates for five dollars. I don't know why I need it to get video games. Okay. Well, here's my question. To sort of round this out, when you when you when we briefly played Anthem, you they let you sign up then, right? Yeah, I had a card then. I had a prepaid oh. card, but like it expired, and I'm just like, I don't need it. Like I'm, I had some problems with credit cards in my twenties. I did yeah. get one temporarily to solve problems like this, but when it expired, I'm like, I don't really want to renew my card. It's yeah. kind of a pain. Yeah. <laughs> like it shouldn't be a requirement to have a credit card. If some I, of us I don't like having credit cards because we're not great with credit cards. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. No, I well, shouldn't be penalized for trying to be responsible. Yeah. Well, you know who's in charge? Jill! That's why. Jill's in Jill. charge. Uh, Jill's fault. All right. Well, I guess we're not doing that. <laughs> so uh, we won't be doing that, but we're going to figure this out so that someday soon we can play this game together and uh, and we'll stream it to you guys when we do. Anyway, yeah. thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us. It's been a great show. Uh, thanks for listening to my oh, rant yeah. at the end. Uh, support us. <laughs> extra 20 minutes. <laughs> support us on Patreon because that's how we actually get some money to bow in his PayPal account that no one will let him use because they think he needs a credit card. But anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, man. Yeah. He exploded right at the end of the show. Check, check I muted when I laughed, and then when I started coughing, I unmuted. For some stupid reason. I've done that before. I once unmuted to sneeze on a, on a mic. It was the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> Um, awesome. uh, but anyway, uh, so go check that out. That's at patreon.com slash core show. If you want to support us and help us out, that'd be awesome. Uh, we appreciate everybody who already does. We have a bonus show that we do every week as well. If you want to get it, that's how you get it. It's the only way to get it uh, over there at patreon.com slash core show. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Bo, for John. We'll see you guys next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. And now I'm playing that campaign for what's wrong? What is this? What is what is the deal? This is all I've done.